0: Hey, I'm your host, Noah. And I'm your host, Zach. And And am I muted? No, you're not. Now you are. My thing says I'm muted. Am I muted?
1: Nope. All right. Hey, I'm your host, Noah. And I'm your host, Zach. And this is the Fast Informative 15 podcast. Normally, we break down long-form podcasts into bite-sized pieces for you. Um, this one is going to be a little bit of the opposite. We are actually going to do a long form podcast and every 10 episodes, this is what we'll be doing. We're going to be covering the last nine in depth and also just kind of shooting the shit with each other and giving you a little bit more of our personalities and opinions and whatnot going forward. And so um, this one is going to be fun. We're just going to have it unedited and go through and talk about the last nine podcasts that we did and, <clears throat> and all the craziness. Uh, that those podcasts covered so you uh, want to get into it Mr. Nix?
0: Yeah and the cool thing is that uh, we can kind of take our time and there's a lot of information that we had to leave out to fit it into 15 minutes for some of these it was kind of ridiculous so it's really interesting to see how the full circle went around um, and for our listeners episode one which was with Peter McCullough Joe Rogan Experience that was actually not our most listened to one. It was Yomi Park, which was episode three. But we're gonna go all the way back to episode one. Um, with this one, because we did the you know whole full circle thing. Yeah. Um, and I know that what in episode eight, no, no, with nine part the two parts with Dr. Malone. He kind of went over some differences with what Peter McCullough was saying, and what was going on now. And since right. then, Peter McCullough is like 150K in like medical, like they're trying to take his license and stuff and he's in debt now and like all that. So that's yeah, definitely and,
1: new. And lawyer debt. And we, yeah, we covered that one in, in uh, episode nine. Um, yeah. So, you know, part of what we're going to do is go over some of the facts that we also covered in the other podcast, but um, then just elaborate more, give you some of the facts that you know, we we had to take out just because we want to put it into 15 minutes. Um, you know, One of the things uh, that we talked about in the Peter McCullough podcast, um, now that one was back in December um, when they did that podcast on the Joe Rogan Experience, but there was 18,000 deaths, um, a total of 9,000 in the U.S. and 9,000 outside of the U.S. by uh, December 13th of 2021, uh, and that was certified by the CDC. So um, there was 30,000 permanently disabled from the vaccine, and then 250,000 people Had emergency room visits from the vaccine, Um, so some pretty crazy stuff and statistics there on the vaccines.
0: I've kind of noticed some. I guess what what was it now? April? Change from March? Yeah. It seems like a lot of people. I just watched. I think I just saw like something on the news yesterday where it was like seventy percent of people interviewed just think COVID's over. They're just like, yeah, it's not a thing
2: anymore.
1: (laughs) I think. Yeah, I think the public is tired. We're just like, it's, you know, it's it was too much. We've realized like, they're all the fear porn out there and the fear mongering. You can only do that so long until everyone's like, hey, are you sick? Not really. Hey, are you sick? Nah, not really. I got a sniffle. I think we should go outside. (laughs) Yeah, and I feel like
0: people are just like, I I think it made the whole trusting everything it's like way way less everyone's just like nah i'm just gonna do what i want
1: now it's it which is kind of cool i mean i'm excited about that bro cnn recent oh, this was recent recent i saw this i think this was four four days ago and this is this is either msnbc or cnn i forgot what show it was but it was a left-wing show or a left-leaning i should say and they even did a report and it was like hey uh, here is a survey. Now take what you want from surveys. They're not always the most uh, best you know practice, but here's a survey of how much the American public trusts the government, and it was 80% doesn't. <laughs> Dude, wow. 80%. Like, yeah. So that's sad.
0: Uh, that's kind of like, that's kind of sucks, but <sighs> so it, it makes it th- kind th- of like anything that is said by a government official sadly everyone in the back of their mind well at least 80% of us are like hmm should we take that seriously should we look into it i mean i'm i'm, I'm glad that people are a little bit more like instead of just blindly following they're like you know just kind of a little bit more skeptical for
1: more information on top but- of on top of hmm because that's definitely where i'm at too i go hmm on the information but what's really scary for me is the is the anxiety. I, I, I personally get, I know others do too. It's like, I, I have a, I guess a innate, um, logic, right. I want, I want to know, like, I want to know if I'm talking about the right thing or I'm talking about the wrong thing. And so when I'm like, when, when left and right, and there's no one where it's like misinformation, disinformation, that was, oh no, that was a propaganda. It's like, I don't even know if I should speak now because, I don't know what's the truth. So on top of like questioning it, I'm also just constantly thinking, well, what if what I'm saying is actually bullshit? And it was, you know, it has an agenda behind it. Like this was a, this was a study and a research that was actually paid off by Pfizer or this one was, you know, it's like, well, what, do, what is real? And I think that's why we go to podcasts so much. That's why me and you love the Rogan podcast so much. It's because it's, the, most of the people on there don't have an agenda uh, and it's a free form Podcast where you kind of get to you know it's it's hard to lie for three four hours it's easy to lie in a five minute clip you know what i mean like where you can tell you can read a person and go that motherfucker is is clearly like you know and and how long
0: because i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of different forms of podcasts but how long do you think you've been actively listening to long-form conversation podcasts
1: i remember my best friend and brother nikolai um He's the one that introduced me to Joe Rogan. And that was, I'm 26. I think I was like 21 or 22. Okay. So like four or five years. Uh, Maybe even, you know what? And I take it back because actually it was, I remember listening to the podcast when I was uh, a branch manager in Douglasville, which was 2016. So six, yeah, I guess that's six years, six six or seven. Yeah. Right. Six, Six or seven. Yeah,
0: Um, I started listening to them about, I remember when I was a branch manager in Auburn and when I was like going around and putting uh, cars on people's cars and stuff, I was listening to a podcast in my ears and that was like 2013, I mean it was like 9, 10 years ago and it was interesting because high school um, my situation was yeah, we, we had to like cut off our TVs and stuff in my in my like household. So like that was the last time I pretty much watched the news, like I actually saw it on TV. And then I went to college and did my own thing. But as as soon as that started to happen over the past like nine years, I've been getting a lot of the information from multiple, not just your but multiple conversations. And I was just realizing yeah. the gain that you get. It takes a lot of time. You gotta be able to have the time to do it. Not everyone does, but or multitask yeah multitask and that was when i realized like oh my gosh you can tell so much more for someone's mannerisms you know there's how they speak like yeah it's hard to lie for three hours and if you do it's easy to pick up right if you're listening um you can tell like and also you know a lot of stuff is cited and it's just so much easier than a clip that's like five or three minutes where they just say something and it's just like brought to you by some sponsor and which brings yeah. me to the next thing that, that it is scary is we didn't get to talk about in our podcast, but the U S is in New Zealand, but yeah, the U S is the only country that allows like ads from yeah. pharmaceutical companies and uh, over, so New Zealand. Yeah. But there's is a little bit more restricted. Ours isn't and over 80% of all ad spending is on like drugs, like pharmaceutical drugs. And then, you know, we all have, we have a huge drug problem in the U.S., but it's like,
1: That was on the Gab and DeBecco one,
0: right? They brought it up. They They brought it up. um, And they were talking about three years ago, it was 70 something percent. And I'm going to get ahead and tell you, I bet it's over 85% of ad revenue, especially after the income from COVID. And then now Pfizer is sponsoring
1: the news, which I've never seen until the last two years. The um the I, on top of that statistic. So you said eighty percent of ad revenue from from what from from so Pfizer,
0: you, the total ad revenue in the U.S. Like,
1: hey, how oh, just, much yeah. oh, money yeah. is spent yeah. on ads? Eighty percent of the total is yeah, from pharmaceutical dr- drug yeah, companies, yeah. and it's like. Another one of them was how many of, how many commercials, just like out of the, out of all commercials that come on, how many of those are drug and pharmaceutical commercials? I'm pretty sure it was somewhere in the neighborhood of 60, 70%. Yeah. And
0: that's where most It's like almost
1: all drug commercials. (laughs) Jesus Christ.
0: And that's illegal and everywhere around in the whole world. Like, they're just like, no. Um, So it's kind of, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I get you
1: thinking a little bit. I bought, uh, look at this, I bought, I got this in yesterday, 1984, George Orwell, because I, I've, uh, it's been cited a lot, it's been cited so much, I think I read it in high school, but it's been so long that I don't remember, I know for sure I read Aldous Huxley's Brave New World, which is kind of similar to what's going on, Um, I know I read Fahrenheit, uh, was it Fahrenheit 450, Fahrenheit
2: 451.
1: 451 yeah. I read that That's too cool. um but I'm not entirely sure if I've read 1984 I think I have it but I just know that <clears throat> I don't know I know that sometimes like and of course everyone always cites 1984 of like kind of what's going on but this wool over the the the, the public's eyes it's like to me it's baffling, but also now that I've been learning more, especially about like mass formation psychosis, when we talked about that in in a couple of our podcasts, it makes sense. It's just, you know, that saying the truth is stranger than fiction. It makes sense, but it's almost like, even though you're making sense of it, you're going, how can this be real? But, but it's, it it is. And it's like, you know, when you see people uh, like, these divided groups where it's the left and right. Okay. I can get that politically, but even then it's like, do you not see what's going on here? The left and right, a lot of times are working together, but they want more divide from you because any government knows this. A uh, Gavin DeBecker, DeBecker discussed this in last podcast. Um, He said, you know, a King and queen, if they see their peasants arguing, they'll give each other a hug when they see them in agreement. That's when they're worried. Right, because yeah, the they're, they're, they're looking
0: why, up at them over the castle walls.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's like, I mean, like whoever...
0: Why, yeah, it's like, why are yeah. the castle walls so tall?
1: Yeah, why are the exactly. Why are the castle walls so tall? It's because if the peasants ever decide to get along, uh, well government's in trouble or potentially you know if they, oh. if they have too much power if they're keeping people in well, one
0: thing that's crazy dredges. so we know that like 80 percent of the public they're like yeah okay the news is like it's not true, it's so cool we're all we're mostly all like in agreement there but one thing to think about is like i forget which one this was from and you probably heard it too it's probably the gavin de becker one but it's like the the sliver of democracy compared to the entire thousands of years that human beings have been I've living been in societies have all been tyranny, right? All been tyranny, yeah. Always. Yep. Um, and that it's kind of an infancy stage of democracy because it's like a new idea, it's kind of working here and there, and like we're, we're figuring the stuff out, but it's like that's kind of the fallback that natural fallback fallback for everything has been i mean it would be too because because the only other thing that's ever existed ever yeah. especially in like large groups i understand in like a tribe right you got like one leader but you know everyone can say no if it's like 10 people <laughs> and they're like they can argue even, a little
1: bit more but but even then like in a tribe that like the chief in that do you think that chief ever wanted to just willingly give up the power no. most likely not it's human nature you know um and yeah so you know like a a, a working democracy has only been around the, the I guess call it the American experiment for like 250 years give or take right 1776 I know there was some uh, like that's when it was officially founded but you get what I'm saying like 250 years that is a blimp that's nothing right so this is like a crazy experiment and no wonder the old ways are still trying to come back which is tyranny and absolute power and ownership you know of, of everything um 250 years is three people ago
2: <laughs> yeah
1: dude <laughs> it's for real it's three p- yeah exactly and um it's you know one of the things that that, that pod, pod, podcast they talk about we might cover that one but i guess we should we're talking about it enough but is um how important it is to protect it like uh like this whole censorship thing like w- w- you know just for the audience to listen, I don't know if we, we kind of covered this like in a funny video that we actually got censored. That was 100% legitimate. We, oh, we, we did an experiment, by the way, and we both did this. So on our stories, you know, Zach right. has, I think, I think like, like three, 4,000 followers. I have like 2,000 something. We did a story that mentioned nothing about COVID and it was just like kind of like a fun whatever story. Mine immediately, and I'm talking in, the, in like 40 minutes had about like 60 something views. Zach, same with his. We did another story with both of ours that mentioned COVID and mentioned like uh, censorship. And we like the max that those stories got to, at least for me, Zach, I don't remember yours. My my max got to five, five views. The The max max on the other one got to a hundred something like, or, 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 you know, upwards of that.
0: Yeah, you think that it would just be, hey, COVID warning, which, you know, that's cool, but it's actually uh, blocked. I had 17 views on the video where we mentioned the words like COVID. Like if we actually say those words or anything, like censorship, COVID are kind of like targeted by AI. And uh, yeah, the views are cut in half. I got over 100 on Of course, a couple hundred on the other one
1: where it was just nothing. So Um, my question is, how do how you know this is an interesting question? What were the like? How are the 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 five that I got? Why did those come through?
0: Did you see who they were? Like, no, I didn't click and no. see who it is that usually it's like your top people like my mom right They'll let your you. mom see
2: it like
0: <laughs> yeah like and that was like on facebook stories like people that are always on it they can kind of get your stuff sourced to them a little bit faster but like my own dad didn't even get to see it i was like yeah you see my thing today so, he so was like a- no AI i was like do-
1: exactly so what's the ai algorithm doing on that one bro is it going we don't know um I mean, I, we, can, not, we can guess
2: we can. Yeah, guess.
0: I can guess off the test I've done. So the most views and shares and comments I've ever gotten was about picture of my puppy. Right. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Um, and then the yeah, one. No. Yeah. And then the one where I mentioned whatever through a video, I didn't type any text, which I talked about. censorship COVID that got the least. And it was I had to recognize through like audio. Like think about that.
1: You had to um, say it again. You had to recognize what through audio.
0: The algorithm and Facebook companies or whatever the AI had oh. to recognize our video because we said it. We didn't write we it. Said it. We didn't write it. Uh, and then it's like, wow
1: that, um, that's that's like some crazy AI. It's literally like. Then, scanning through and listening for it that's oof. and that's the trusted news initiative with
0: also the who and even on our little like COVID warning it said you know this is brought to you by who world health organization which is what we yeah. talked about that podcast like how it worked yeah. which was funny um but it's okay it's just like brings me back to the tristan harris one when they were talking about the paleolithic emotions like how humans like we're very paleolithic tribal with medieval institutions and godlike technology which i think is creating a bunch of anxiety confusion like everyone's just like what
1: is going on um yeah uh including the fact that uh you know we covered this last time too like what russian troll farms are the mass majority of people don't know that a troll, a troll farm even exists. So just for the audience to know
0: that I didn't until a couple years ago, I
1: I didn't either. I didn't. Yeah. So I don't want to seem self-righteous. I didn't know it until this podcast troll farms are basically these, like I'm assuming warehouses where there are people set up and paid to literally like spread and propagate propaganda, disinformation and misinformation to influence not only like political decisions, but just overall culture, uh, and steer it in a way that's either favorable for that uh, nation or uh, against what they're you know. So if it's Russia trying to like make America look bad, well, that's a good example. Or China doing the same thing, or trying trying to make themselves look better. This you know. So, so yeah, I was gonna um, say
0: it's it's both. It could be bots run by software. Right. That's what it guess. could also be actual people and a mix of both yep. and what you said is, is pretty correct but like in russia we'll have like a division of government
1: which i don't know if we do or not i think the u.s should but the, IRA, have- the internet the internet republic isn't it the internet republic agency it's oh, literally shit, called a- i have no idea just, I- so they, just,
0: they just sit there and make troll farms for russia <laughs> no like it well it's like it's
1: a, it's a whole agency dedicated to this i know okay. that
0: well, good. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, not good. <laughs> it's good for us to come back and be like, you know, mess with other people's stuff if they're messing with ours, you know? Yeah, I I'm guess. On, I'm on defense there. Our internet uh, warfare, like, they made what 20 Christian sites of the top 20 Christian sites, 19 hmm. were run by European
1: <laughs> troll farms. I, I don't at, know if you folks are listening to that. That's crazy. <laughs> The the the, we're talking these Facebook sites one that Zach just mentioned the top twenty we're talking these like the top one has millions of followers the next one after that millions of followers every one of these I believe has at least a million plus followers nineteen out of twenty of those Christian Facebook groups were run by European slash Russian troll farms like either bots or people that were trying to purposely spread and influence culture in here in a negative way and by the way it's not that hard like you could literally
0: get i mean yeah it's really not you can just make a group and just go through the process and make it as big as you want but people see the title and they're like oh yeah this is oh this is me and you know it's it's a bot and it's i'm sorry
1: (laughs) here's an example like me personally, I, I have a, I'm, I have a faith in God. I'm not necessarily I'm Christian, but like, here's an example. They might propagate like down with the gays or like, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ into your heart as your Lord and savior, you're going to burn in like hell and a lake of fire eternally. Like these things I know come from the Bible, but imagine if it was really pressed into it. So instead of spreading like the love and, and compassion and, and, and like togetherness that what is really the main purpose, they'll focus on the negative stuff to get people more, more polarized. So if you think it's not a big deal, it's a really big deal. And like, it can be really just harmful. You know, it's like, I, I know I have a lot of Christian friends, love a lot of them. The part I don't like about a lot of them. And in some cases is the judgment, but imagine if there was like a site that was forcing the judgment even more or rather enforcing the judgment and like the, the negative parts that can come out of religion through these groups, which they do, which is, you know what I mean? That's scary.
0: It's, yeah. It's just about like getting groups of people fired up about the same thing. Yeah. Um, which kind of gets me thinking. Um, it blows my mind that Facebook, YouTube, Google pro- programs, Facebook programs allow the The videos of like dictators like the head of like al-qaeda is like still has a twitter you know what i mean it's like (laughs) and like what they're saying the head of these nations and stuff and they were it's just like how is that okay versus like what else has been taken down or 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 actually quote unquote censored which brings us into Yomi Park, which is our most listened to podcast, which I'm not really surprised about that. Um, And it excites me, but, you know, she's doing a tour in America right now. I don't know if people know this, where she and somebody else is speaking on all the stuff going on in North Korea and they have to buy auditoriums. And literally that's the only way they can get out because her stuff is censored on media. So they have to like get, get these huge conference rooms and stuff, just like a huge sales conference for a business and stuff. They're talking about this stuff and, and her story and her book. And they're doing that in America right now, but hardly anybody knows about that's not in the news. You're not going to see it anywhere and it's blowing up.
1: Um, And hopefully we can help with that, but it's like, yeah, it's really far out of reach. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're, you know, even though this podcast is growing and we're a small platform, uh we'll try to you know give her more of a voice um Mi, by the way for everyone listening was the she escaped from North Korea um at like 13 went through hell uh in North Korea went through hell escaping North Korea in her journey um you know it was from North Korea to China to Mongolia and then to South Korea South Korea was the first time she got like a taste of real freedom um and then eventually comes to America um, and when she got here, you know, she said like her her journey wasn't over because she saw a lot of parallels between the censorship of, of how it, it started or how it is over in North Korea and how it's starting here, where basically people are so focused on not the facts, but the feelings of like, hey, if this doesn't make me feel good, I'm just going to cancel it. You know, if this doesn't make me, if, it's, if this uh, triggers me, I'm going to censor it or deplatform it. And it's like, you know, not not to uh, be the Joe Rogan, you know, suck him off all the time because I'm always
2: like
1: a big, fan, <laughs> a, a big fan of his and just quote or say a lot of stuff he says. But the best way that you are going to beat information is by having better information. It's not by canceling or censoring it. It's literally by saying more, uh, more logical responses to what someone's saying. So if someone's saying a bunch of racist stuff, you don't go we're going to cancel that person and silence them because what does that make them do? Makes them dig their heels in more, hate you more and have more racism and spread it. But what you could do is just logically beat their argument. Hey, why like, you know, ask questions and then explain, well, like through logic. And then that person, you know, gets bested. You get Instead of getting uh, deleted, so to speak. Yeah, or just get more information. Yeah, we should... Uh, we should go over the 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 Big Chew on um, – well, I guess we should have done that on all of them, but we should definitely say the one for Yanmi part two.
0: Yeah, so to go back to it, so YouTube, they demonetize all of Yanmi's videos with her talking about women getting sold in China. Um, for those of you that don't know, China basically um, – has massive sex trafficking and organ trafficking and they're using their own prisoners and also escapees from North Korea. Kind of all in one little nutshell there. Um, now, yeah. <laughs> they let North Korea's regime propaganda channel stay up though. On and, YouTube? Yeah, on YouTube. YouTube is giving a platform for the dictatorship, but not a platform for the actual people fighting for justice from the very thing that really put them there okay um, those dictators. Yeah. And North Korea hackers were tracking Yami, and they still are to this day. She has been on their top priority hit list for North Korea before her book was published by Penguin Publishing. They received death threats, bomb threats. And if they were to if they were actually to go through with it. North Korea even reached out to their publisher directly and try and sit down with him because she didn't comply. They put three generations of her family on the propaganda channel on YouTube and they disappeared, presumed they, dead they, they or died. eventually death. Uh, they even killed her neighbors, entire generations on father and mother's side. This was allowed on the propaganda channel on YouTube. Um, and not just like, but even what she I, said, like whether it, whatever side is true, it's like both should be
1: available. Yeah, um, I just it's, think it's weird that YouTube. Demonetized I, I just, and took her down, but didn't take down the freaking North Korean the channel be, it should be both or <clears throat> or none are allowed i don't know it's just like so sketchy
0: to me it's like okay so why like yeah. there has to be a good reason with somebody like hey youtube we'll pay you this much to take this one down and leave it up and they're
1: like i mean oh, all right cool billions of dollars i don't know it's just if as, you were- as <laughs> if, if you're if you're gonna look in anything always go with the 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 first uh rule of thumb which is follow the money or assume it's money driven. So why else would Me get taken down if there wasn't money involved? Like North Korea doesn't want their name being spread uh, of all the terrible things going on there. Neither does China. So Yeonmi is a very dangerous for them. Yeah, dangerous topic for both China and North Korea. So, of course, they want to censor her. Like, what's... imagine, you know, some some exec or, or even just some Joe Schmo at YouTube that has the power to do this. And they're like, hey, how about, how about, I mean, what's it take? 250 grand? Hey, how about a couple mil? It's nothing for them to be like, yeah, like, take her off.
0: You know? Yeah, I guess they could just send to the whatever computer guy to do it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, the North Korea does have an entire branch of coders and hackers. So it's like people, it's like their society is very like sheltered and weird and like kind of kept in the dark, but they also have one of the world's biggest militaries. Like it's huge. It's a military country and they also have an entire branch and they actually outsource that too. So they'll sell their services. So like China can pay North Korea to hack and hack Russia. And then if mm. Russia finds out, they can blame North Korea, even though it was China and, the whole time, right? Like there's, they have yeah. that, those branch, the same thing for like Afghanistan, Iraq, that North Korean hacker just getting paid to do stuff.
1: They're also way more efficient than American government. And here's why I'm not propagating. Like we should ever go to this, but the reason why is they're forced. Like they don't have options. We have, like, we get to go home when a work is done. We get to choose when we do work and don't work you know, in a sense, like obviously you have hours and set one, but like, we're talking, these people are like, if there's, if if their job is to do this, like a lot of them don't have freedoms. They're just like, this is what they're doing is like slave labor. If if need be, you know what I mean? Like you're going to be doing this and forced to do it. Um, So it's a lot more efficient than. Yeah. They're not working for money. They're working from fear of dying. <laughs> like, yeah. There's a big difference. Yeah. Uh, You know, one other thing, because this was kind of the other big chew in the me Park one. The biggest industry or one of the biggest industries right now growing in China um, is organ transplants. And here's what's scary. Uh, In America, to get an organ transplant, on average, it takes about three to five years. In China, if you need an organ, you can get it in about two or three hours. Okay, so how is that possible? Uh, well, most of these organs come from North Koreans the, the captive North Koreans, like the Chinese, has taken as prisoners, um, and also their own prisoners in, in their own, you know, Chinese prisons. The trade, this trade in China, is over a billion dollars a year for the Chinese government, and and it's growing. Um, it, that's just, it's ter- that's some George, that's some 1984 scary ass George Orwell shit. Like, we, um, we covered fuck. this like a month
0: ago. Uh, a little bit more than a month ago, and I just saw a news article on this. Um, the on an official news, pl- I was like, I think it was CNN. It was an article about the billions of dollars. It they, it, it's not going to be all of it, but it was a CNN article, and they were like, it went into the prisoner part. It was like China has been, you know, reported for stealing twenty people's organs, you know, from prison. 20. Yeah. And we, it's a lot more than that. Yeah. Like yeah. that, that was what actually made it to like a news source mainstream uh, website, which is, it's like a little bit of it. It's a teeny tiny little
1: bit. Cause that doesn't get that much
0: clicks. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You gotta wonder when something does get through, how much adversity did it take to get through? Like, oh my you know, God. You know so what I'm much. saying? Like, like how much is being actively suppressed so we don't know about it and then when something good does get through like what what had to happen for that to get through how many people had to die how many or people are are at risk of dying now because it got through like
0: i think it's multiple things i don't think it's like actively being suppressed always i just think it's looked at like a business it's like you're in a room somebody has a story on the organs being taken out of people somebody Mm -hmm. has a story on the 1500 page document of aliens that just got released and then Mm -hmm. somebody has a story on anthony fauci and Mm -hmm. the new stuff about COVID. well they're going to be like take a vote hey what gets more clicks that we can run more ads through it's going to be the fauci COVID stuff yeah i don't think Uh, it's being actively suppressed but it's like actively being like we can make more money here and we're all here for the for our job you know what i mean yeah um so i don't think that they're like we're not going to say this to hide it from people in all cases but i do think that it does not get it doesn't make it to the to the release table or to the post because financially it doesn't make sense for them
1: but you know yeah which I mean, sucks that, i mean i'm not saying it's good but
0: um i can and, see that and, side too and
1: that brings me back to like even if it does get through like I okay, uh, uh, if even it does get through, the tactics used to make it seem not true work a lot of time. Like the the perfect example is the Hunter Biden laptop. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like they're, they're they're now they're bringing this up again, so which is good. Like they're coming back to it, but like the controversy between that, but like w- during the election, it was literally, everyone's like, ah, oh, nah, like, yeah, that was just min- misinformation. Trump was just trying to spread this. And now they're coming back to it like, no, it's actually legit. You know, like the, the collusions between uh, Biden and Russia and Ukraine. And, and it's just like, sketchy, sketchy. Uh, So, you know, you, you never, yeah, you just don't, So
0: what's cool, though, is like now everybody has the power to go and seek it out. So if you hear something you're interested in, you can go find that information. It's just it's not the 90s anymore. It's not like there's only one channel where you're getting news or one paper where you're getting news. Now you can be like, I'm interested in this. I want to know more. You can go out and search it and seek it. It's just it can be
1: difficult. You're going to seek what you're basically now because it's just whatever you're going to seek whatever you're going to you're going to find whatever you seek is what I should, what I'm trying to say. So like, there's going to be left and the right side of it. So you like, if you're looking, looking to seek that it's real and the Hunter Biden story laptop is legit, then that's what you're going to find. And if you're looking to see that it was disinformation, misinformation, and it was spread by Trump to try to make them, you know, lose the election or what the fuck ever. You're going to see that too. So that's what I'm saying. It's just so like, where do you go now? Um, I know there's a, there's a couple of like, place, uh, things that say that they're completely like, uh, unbiased news. I think there's like, but you have to subscribe to those and pay for them, but I'm really thinking about it, man. Like, um, I saw this one on Instagram and it's, I think it was called like, uh, just what was it? Like, unbi- like maybe unbiased or I forgot what it was called. I mean, look, if you, if you go, if you're on DuckDuckGo right now, you type in unbiased. The first thing that comes up is unbiased news. Um, top four unbiased independent world news sources. Um, yeah, I don't know. I forgot what the one thing is, but it's like, I, I, yeah, don't you just want something that's completely unbiased? Like we just, I don't, I don't, I don't just know. Just the facts, fast. right? Um, yeah, just the facts. One thing that's
0: scarier is, remember how we talked about, so like the 55,000 published papers relating mm. to COVID, Dr. McCullough like he, his was the first one promoting early treatment for patients to keep them out of hospitals, right? Yep, yep. Well, there was a fully fraudulent paper that got posted in the Lancet, which is like worldly known as one of the top, like England, it's the New England Journal of Medicine, right? It's highly revered and regarded. Now, the Lancet claimed that the data set of hospital records showed patients taking hydroxychloroquine were more likely to die in hospital, all that stuff. The findings of this paper reported tens of thousands of hospitalizations that never actually happened. The paper was left up for two weeks before it was taken down. And the during that window, coming. and during that window was a big decision on the mandates, which is like that's all they needed. And it's even scarier. We're like, well, where do you go for the information? It's like, well, dude, some of our top, highly regarded, the Lancet, you know, kind of got um, taken advantage of. Right. Yep. So it's like, yep. I don't know. I, like I said, I, I'm never always m- my advice is just like, don't jump the gun on things. Just like, just wait a little bit. I remember yeah. w- with the, with the vaccines and stuff that uh I had friends and stuff and, and they were like, you know, part, be part of the tribe and everything. And I was like, dude, I'm just gonna, I was like, I'm going to wait it out. I'm going to see what's going to happen. And I got a lot of shit for that. I was like, dude, I'm just like, I'm curious. Like I want to see, I was like, I'll I'll let some people take it, take the risk first. And then I can kind of come back to my decision. That's how, that's how I kind of roll. I'm not really, it wasn't really a high risk uh, group for me or anything like that. So I wasn't worried, but that, that was my take. And I was like, I'm going to wait and see.
1: You're a plague rat.
0: Yeah. Like I was kind of curious. Um, it, It was just, I was too skeptical with, with, everything it's just like dude that's that's like way too much it was like it wasn't also COVID was it scary enough for me it wasn't like you know like paleo like you know it was like yeah. <laughs> it just wasn't yeah. that scary i was like oh <laughs> yeah but i'm young it's different but um i wanted to wait and that's a huge reasons like that fraudulent paper all that stuff that was going on right in the beginning and i was just like what the fuck
1: so I'm vaccined. And two weeks later, after my vaccine, uh, my dick grew four inches. So brought to oh, you I by should, Pfizer.
0: I should definitely.
1: <laughs> I should definitely do it then. No, I did get vaccine, but I only got vaccine because I, I wanted to go traveling. I went to I went to Italy. Um, right. And that's why I got it. And um, I do regret it. I, I've gotten COVID twice. Natural immunity. We'll get into this because we're going to that's basically what we talked about in our last podcast. But. Natural immunity is way stronger and and superior to the vaccine's immunity, and it's actually dangerous more, or I, I should say, it is more. You're more susceptible to adverse effects if you get the vaccine uh, after you've already had COVID because your natural immunity is already. You know, you're taking on harder. more risk for no reason. Yeah. Um, to switch it up a little bit, we I mean, you know we talked about one that's I guess you can view it as definitely a good thing or. I mean, me and Zach have talked about this. It could be a dystopic future uh, with this new information, but the age doctor, Mr. Mister Do- uh, Doctor, Dr. Sinclair, um, he is basically the guy who is actively working on reversing aging. You know, the guy views um, aging as a disease. And if you look at it um, kind of from a logical perspective, it is. It's like you you your bones get weaker, your skin gets droopy, your energy levels get down you shrink in size to bring it
0: bring it down further your dna starts to deconstruct and the cells that
1: it recreates in place of itself are Uh weaker and weaker yeah so that was a way smart way of saying it but mine was funnier
2: it is it is
1: yeah your ears get droopy what else
2: (laughs) your Uh, nose gets
1: bigger i'm pretty sure your nose gets bigger
0: Your nose and your ears never stop growing, actually. Hilarious. Um, That's why I got big ears, big, longer noses, ball (laughs) sacks.
1: Those get droopy. Um, Definitely, you know, uh, boobies. (laughs) Those, those (laughs) two. So anyway, um, yeah, he's trying to reverse that. And it's really, really cool. So he's been able to do this um, in not completely reverse aging, uh, yet, but he's been able to do a lot of cool things with mice. Um, so I wanted to to mention a couple of those things. So he actually was able to take blind mice and have them be able to see again. Um, so check this out. I'm going to, uh, go to it here. So the, um, he mentioned in, in his lab that they can age the brain forward and backward. This was actually published in the paper uh, journal, uh, uh, or sorry, Nature, which is a you know really revered um, scientific journal. Fake news uh, de- so What did you say? What did you like, say? Oh, fake, fake news. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that was in December 2020. It showed that they cannot just accelerate aging, but could actually reprogram cells of a blind mouse to make it be able to see again. And they used a gene therapy um, that ultimately they're trying to make that same gene therapy into a pill that not only reverses like one specific damaged part of the body. But the entire body as the whole, as a whole. Um, so it's it was really really cool how they're able to do this. They basically, like Zach mentioned, your you, your you have this thing that reads your um, your DNA. It's kind of like a CD reader reading a CD. Um, and if that CD is scratched, what happens? The the disc, you know, it starts to skip, right? So in the same way, um, this reader that reads the DNA those cells in your body, they start getting scratched up and that's why your body and your vision and all of the things that, you know, work in your body. The start DNA
0: to, that programs your cells. Yes.
1: Yes. Scratched. Yes. Yes. Um, so what they do is they just go back in and they can inject, uh, well, in this case, they injected it with a, a virus to activate it. And then it recreates this new DNA. That's like, like new. That's why that mouse was able to see again. Cause the reader was now reading, uh, per, like, uh, brand new well brand new dna yeah like brand new dna like that's sick so that's so cool and
0: the another thing that was brought up from sinclair and this is important for everybody is we spend 17 percent at the time we spend 17 of gdp in america on like our health like not dying per se um right. or like and he says more like sick care Most healthcare guys in medicine is aimed at trying to treat the problem versus preventing it. And that's where the money's at. Because if we prevent all of these health issues, you don't have to pay for the health care. So it's like David Sinclair is also getting some uh, lash back because if he's able to be like, Hey, you'll never be sick again. We can make your cells reprogram themselves to be brand new every single time. You'll live for fuck ever. Like the pharmaceutical companies are gonna be pissed because then nobody's gonna buy medicine or need anything. He's yeah. gonna get that lash back, and we are gonna see it. And also, he's not the only one working on this. But I think you mean backlash. <laughs>
2: what, did I, what did I say? Lash,
0: lashback. Lashback. He's gonna get care. that back, baby. I make up words all the time. I don't give a fuck. But like, that's a new one. That's it. Lashback backlash back um and so it's just interesting that we have the capability genetically to change our species so that we don't even get cancer and not enough support because you can make more money off treating cancer versus preventing it yeah preventing it's like hey we prevented it like boom no more but then all of those doctors and all those pharmaceutical companies they lose
1: all of the income which is retarded, right? Right. <laughs> it's so stupid. Um, the, yeah, the, the, he, he's working on a lot of, a lot of things. Like one of the first things that his, um, his therapies might be able to help is Alzheimer's. Um, you Dude, know, yes. Uh, yeah. Um, he, he mentions, this is not endorsed. Can't sue us. So we're, he's just, he's just, this is what he mentioned. Um, metformin is a drug, uh, DHEA is a hormone, uh, that your body naturally produces, and like these different things um, like he takes and they're uh, a lot of them help with neurogenesis and helping uh, with promoting basically neurons forming, which helps with memory and um, other things as, as well. Um, of course, when you have more neurogenesis, that means that you're uh, there's more neurons forming. So that means that there is more memory and therefore your brain is not like decaying, which happens with Alzheimer's. Um, <clears throat> so, so me and Zach did talk about this, though. Uh, if this does happen and we get a pill and it's like anti-aging, if the rich get their hands on it first, which I think that would happen. We talked about this dystopic future where it's just these like oligarchs who are, you know, 700 years old, who own everything (laughs) because they can, they just didn't stop dying. They didn't die. So they just didn't stop, you know, buying and taking over and buying and taking over and, um, could go wrong that way. Hopefully it gets into the right hands and everyone's like anti-aging and then we just go to Mars and we go to other planets and it's like intergalactic just expansion and no one's dying unless they're dying of, you know. I think as long as we keep the good people alive who are rich and stuff,
0: uh-huh. that there's a positive light on it. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. It's just like usually... The more money you have, the more of who you get to be. You are so in some cases, like
1: yeah, it just accentuates who you are.
0: Yeah. So if we have some of those people who are like, oh, I can get the pill, but I can also buy it for everybody, and then we can all live forever and like fucking go to Mars and fly around and do shit. That would be cool. But if like you know, someone like Kim Jong Un gets their hands on it first, like
1: fuck, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's just like it's scary. Um, um hey pause break i got to take a pee i got to take a piece will you
0: no this <laughs> is a no break podcast so we're going to have to i will uh i'll talk while you go pee
1: talk about mark zuckerberg
0: all right guys so listen to this shit so the research supercluster is the fastest ai supercomputer running today It works on natural language processing, develops new augmented reality tools for you. They're gonna have speech recognition and have real-time voice translation with large groups of people and each speaking different languages at the same time. So you can be in one room, everyone speaks a different language, but when you look at somebody and you're speaking Spanish and you talk to them, a automatic software translator translates it into the language that they can understand. Um, That is bananas. The other cool thing that I'm excited about in this whole metaverse that people are are worried about or excited about, whatever. I've been playing video games my whole life, so it's sick to me. Um, BuilderBot software inside meta speak to code. So you can literally put this thing on. You get in this like empty room or whatever, and you're just like, hey, put some trees over there. Put me a house over there. Throw some... Throw, throw a hot tub over there and all these things just start building in this augmented world that you can build around yourself. And then, you know, people are going to have their own worlds that you can invite people into with this metaverse. So you can like build this whole world with speak to talk. Then I can be like, yo, Noah, come over to yo. my metaverse. And then on my wall, I'll have some NFTs that I bought that are exclusive to my metaverse and you can't get them anywhere else. And then people will nice. be like, whoa, so that, that's some of the cool things that came out of the Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, I would say on the science side with the translation thing, like you can be in the same room with somebody who's told a totally different language. And before that language gets to your ears, it is translated for you to understand. Mm. I do believe that if everyone in the world spoke the same language,
1: a lot of arguments and wars would probably not exist. Oh, for sure. Language is everything. Side- <laughs> Yeah. On a side note, I don't trust that motherfucker. Um, <laughs> I don't trust Zuckerberg at all. And, right. on a side, and on a side side note, I think that uh, Elizabeth Holmes is just Mark Zuckerberg in a wig. And he's just like playing around with what it's like to be a female bi- billionaire. And he fucked up on that one. Like on her, what was that shit she did? You, do you know who Elizabeth Holmes is, Zach? No idea. Uh, she is no idea. The, She's the woman like who was... Self made billionaire, right? Who, who put on a fake voice like this and convinced everybody of her, her, her thing. And, it, and so basically, she, oh. yeah, Theranos, she invented this company called Theranos. And um, it was all a facade, but it ends up built like got so many people invested in it because I forgot what it did, but it was something about like as a biotechnology that was going to like change. Some crazy, I I don't really know, right? I don't want to speak out of my ass, which I already am. But what I do know is that like she faked it all. Like it didn't, it didn't exist, whatever. I'm pretty sure her trials are either over or they're like still, uh, they're almost over or still going on, I forgot. But yeah, she's been like completely fucked now. But she looks like Mark Zuckerberg is what I was trying to get to. <laughs> like, bro, if you Google Elizabeth Holmes, it looks like it's Mark Zuckerberg in a wig. Do you think he cloned oh. himself? And was like, I'm going to try it as Elizabeth Holmes in this fucking fake technology shit. Like, wow. bro, let me, share, let me share my screen with you. I know the audience can't see this, but it's just worth it for me. me if we upload this video, well, let me go
0: turn off this automatic vacuum. That's like, I got a robot distracting me right now. All
1: right, turn that off. Well, audience members, uh, you're listening to this, and uh, you got you to gotta take a, a look here at uh, Miss Elizabeth Holmes. So, you know, definitely get a look at that. Looks like Mark Zuckerberg in a wig, bro. Tell me that doesn't.
2: Huh. Dude, okay.
1: doesn't that look like Zuckerberg? I can kind of see it. Kind of, bro. Let me show you Mark now. Mark. Come on, Zucky, baby. Zaki, okay. um, dude, it's him in a wig. Hold on, I'm gonna get some back to back for you. There we got that. Oh, dude. you're right. Look the only that. thing
0: different is she's got fat lips. Otherwise, they're the same.
1: She does, yeah. But they both have that kind of robotic big eye stare. You know,
0: dude, the, the, literally everything is the same. Forehead down to mouth.
1: Yeah, um, it's just, even no. the
0: cheekbones and the design—I forget that it's called. If you make a custom yeah. character on a video game, you'd know what I was talking about with like the jawline. All oh, that's the same. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's just, uh, bro. Yeah, well, you just got and, lip
0: injections. In the metaverse, what is gonna be your avatar?
1: Hmm. I'm definitely gonna have one of myself.
0: Like just because, straight up, and you'll be like,
1: you. Yeah, I want, one, but but I'll have multiple if I can make multiple. I want, want one I want that. Like I want well, guess shit. I'm gonna I'm just gonna be adventuring all the time. I'm gonna be different stuff all the time. I'm gonna be one of myself and I'll I'll use that one for like I don't know what like I guess I don't know. And then I'll have another one. Okay, I definitely want wings. I think that'd be really cool. So whatever I, I am on like my, my mythical one, I want wings and a sword. Definitely want like a like a badass, okay. like 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 fiery sword, you know? Um, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking I'm gonna be like a hippogriff, but with a sword. <laughs> Someone be like half lion, half giant eagle, half me, with a with like also hands. They can hold a sword. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm going full mythical, baby. I want to go nuts. What about you? What would you be? Um,
0: I definitely. I'll definitely have, I guess, multiple depending on what I'm doing. But it makes me think of uh, what's that movie like, Game On or Oh uh, uh, Ready Player One? Yeah, Ready Player One kind of hit the button on the head. Like, hey, that's the metaverse. Everyone's logging into this one area. Wow. Um, I don't, I don't know yet. I'd have to see what all I could do, but I'd probably be like a bigger buffer, different colored version of myself. I don't know. Like, like Black Zack? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Black body. No, nah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Probably, like, mm, I'm thinking, like, maybe, like, green, like, kind of hulky. That'd be cool. But I-, I would have a bunch of different ones, too. I don't, I'd have, like, maybe, like, green and buff, but, like, in a suit and be, like, bro, I'm boss. Like, I own shit. You know what I mean? This is my metaverse. Yeah shit and then it's like oh we got to go to war then i'd have like you know like my my war out outfit like my avatar that's like probably looks like a viking because i'm pretty Mm -hmm. much a viking i would have yeah Yeah. i would
1: definitely have like i'd have so many yeah you know like assassin's
0: Creed valhalla that would be one of my avatars like my guy on that game right now would be yeah because he's sick looking yeah that'd Um, be cool Have all the cool shit. So I I also would want it to be, and I'm pretty sure Code is able to do this. Is like once metaverse is open, wouldn't it be really cool? And if this isn't invented yet, and you take my idea to listen to this podcast, fuck you. But here's what it would be: you can Um, upload your avatars you've already made in current video games from saved profiles. Yeah, and you can be them. So for example, you know, you could be your guy. That would be um pretty sweet from like Elden Ring or from Assassin's Creed, from alter or from uh What is that other game? Um, War to Warcraft. Cyberpunk. God dang. Yeah, World of Warcraft, Cyberpunk. um, Any of those computer games too that you can add in there. But like, I would upload all
1: those. That'd be sick. I'd like to be Link just, you know, a little bit. Just running around as Link. I think it'd be kind of cool.
0: I know that it is going to be set up where NFTs are going to be clothing and what you would look like. People would make money off that too. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. You get to buy like a pair. If you buy like these jeans, it's like... a an NFT that costs like a grand for these specific clothing or the sword, or for instance, like the, the fiery sword I'm talking about, like that one would, it would be like, like a
0: downloadable lot. content. But
1: <clears throat> yeah. The thing is, if you could upload your characters from
0: current games, that means it could be earned. Cause People there's like working for it. Yeah. I, I like to, for avatars and stuff online, I like to wear stuff that has to be earned and takes forever that no one else would put the work in to
1: do. Hmm um we've talked about this i've i've <clears throat> okay do i want my if i'm playing a video game do i want my character to look cool who doesn't but i have never been like pressured or even bought like a skin or anything and really never really given a fuck what i i just care about winning so like for instance hearthstone i've been playing a lot of right people will get like these different covers of their car the back of their cards where it's like ooh, it's all shiny and looks like the sea or looks like a fire dragon. i'm like if i'm beating you bro I think it's dope that I'm beating you with a fucking bitch ass deck. That looks like nothing. Like I don't
0: care. You're talking about the visual though, but how much money have you spent
1: on hearthstone? Okay. <laughs> um, I, 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 I do not like the fact that I spent a lot of money back in the day on hearthstone. I, I'll tell everybody, I spent about like six, 700 bucks on fucking hearthstone. And I regret that. I really do regret that. I was, uh, not a smart decision. I wish I'd have bought something else, but um, yeah, I don't know. You know what I'm I'm curious about? I know we're kind of already in that space where people are like buying digital real estate, but like where it gets so common where we're talking about like you know, like as if because it's still more common now to buy real real estate than it is to buy digital real estate. But it's gonna be funny in like twenty years, thirty years. It's like, bro, I just got a place on fucking Terabyte Avenue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> terabyte
1: Avenue. Well, like, there well, are uh, gonna be metaverses
0: that are gonna be gonna like mess. to get property in will cost more, and it would be like I know. I it would know. be like what Tim Dillon was talking about, where like Snoop Dogg has this, he already has real estate in the metaverse, and <laughs> people are paying more money to be his neighbor.
1: Yeah, but dude, imagine imagine the metaverse starts like having like the ghetto and there's like bots in the ghetto and people are like beating you up in the metaverse. Yeah. People are like Oh man, it's like oh, dude, you're in the bad, you're in the bad part of town in the meta, bro. You better, yeah. Hey, you gotta work hard
0: <laughs> in that metaverse to get money to buy more, yeah. more of a real estate in the other metaverse. Yeah. yeah,
1: there's gerrymandering. There's fucking. There's people that just like never get out of their fucking their existence in the metaverse. They're always just downtrodden because. God, I wish it.
0: I was a coder. I feel like once this happens, man, we could upload like our avatars from other games. That fucking sick.
1: Well, I have a couple of app ideas slash websites that I, uh, I mean, we talked about this too. I think that if I was to go the most practical route in my life, I should start to learn. I should go back to school for coding like today um, because I know that I could, but like life's not about money. That's why I want to do like comedy and acting and sketch comedy and YouTube and put out this podcast because like I just like creating content. But hey, you're like you said, I've actually been thinking about what you said a lot. You're an and guy, not an or guy. And uh, I think that's the best way to be. I don't have to um, you know, do this or that. I can do this and that. You can do all of
0: it. I just don't know. I'm, I'm sure that it is obviously through experience. It is the, of, of everyone. I'm not talking about myself. I'm saying like, we know more about coding now than we did in the 90s. All those people who put in the work already have also shared that information. So if you wanted to go learn how to code now, as an and, like, uh, kind of like learning how to play piano on the side, learning how to yeah. code on the side. I mean, take a little bit more time, but also less time. I don't think you need to go to full on like Georgia Tech to learn how to code. You know what I mean? You no. can go on YouTube, you can uh, take courses, you can buy courses, which I haven't done. Well, maybe we should. I, I don't know. I've always, and this could be a total judgment on my part, or in the back of my mind, it just sounds horrible to sit there and be like zero 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 one 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 zero. And then that a thousand more times. In my mind, yeah. that's what coding is. I could be totally wrong.
1: Yeah, so but... that's what it is in my mind too. I'm like, <laughs> all, all, that's, yeah, same. I would rather pay someone to do it. That's what I'm saying. Do it. I, I have too many things I want to do. And one of them is, well, okay. So that's the thing. One of them is I do want to make this app idea I have come to life, but I'm too fucking scared that I share it with someone and they take it and then just shit on me. And, you know, I'm like, fuck. Um Happens all the time. It happens all the time. And, like, what's crazy? Like, dude, I I see, I know about one of them personally about like Chinese intellectual property rights. There was a guy when I went to Atlanta Institute of Music and Media, there was a guy there who had his own guitar website, but it, it was where he made custom guitars. Oh, that's sick. And yeah, it is sick. And he, like, you know, whatever they did the exact same thing in china of this very obscure china like like guitar manufacturer thing and just copied his ideas and then made it in china i'm like china's been copying our shit forever but it's like if that, that if that happened to that guy and it was such an obscure idea and like kind of a hard one to mimic how easy would it be for an app you know for someone to just be like oh i know how to make this happen you're fucked <laughs> So I don't know, man. Um yeah, you but
0: like in a I don't know. You can get like your idea. I I think if you want to if you if you have an idea and you need a coder, you find somebody who is not um who is not innovative, more like banker builder type, where they gotta go to you to ask what exactly what you want. They're not making their own stuff. They get paid to make other people's the people who are making their own stuff and coders, they're they're entrepreneurs, like they're going to do their own thing. Anyways, I wouldn't go to somebody like that, because that would be the person who's like, taking your idea. But if you go to somebody who's like, I know how to do this, but they don't have that innovative mindset, nothing wrong with it. They have the banker builder, dude, that's a great partner to to get your app made with. You just gotta find Mm -hmm. the right person.
1: That's one of the benefits of meeting a coder is typically the coder types are like that. They are, are. they're the worker bee. I have a job to do. Give it to me. I'm not thinking big picture. I'm thinking I need a job, pay me the money. I built your software. I'm done. Um, Everyone's been telling me and I think I just got to do it. I'm going to go find a person at Georgia tech, like a student who's, you know, coding and then, you know, a grand for a student or less is like huge. Have them code it for me and then just be like, thank you. One thing you could uh, also do, you could pay them a grand, but give them like
0: as incentive to do it well, one or 2% of the profit the app was making and they'll yeah. do
1: a way better job. I, I, th- I thought about this too. I thought about that too. I was like, yeah, so you can, you you get a stock in, in the app. Um, yeah. Like just percent and be
0: like, yeah, if it blows up a billion, a million dollars, that's what, like 20 grand to you, 2 million, whatever the fuck it is, you know? Yeah. 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 Um,
1: Okay, let's talk about some positive stuff. Let's talk about some mushrooms, baby. Talk about Paul Stamets and his mushrooms, baby. Um
0: so I just I was just thinking about this. So okay, so mycelium is everything, right? This is like avatar, everything's connected through mycelium, which is like fungus, mushrooms, right? You
1: are mycelium.
0: And does mycelium produce anything, re, uh, I guess, related to DMT? Or is it just like, hey, we've evolved from mycelium and now we have some chemistry in our brain that can produce DMT? And then if we trip on some mushrooms, that kind of gets touched a little bit. Do you get what I'm asking?
1: Yeah. Well, I think you answered your own question. Everything is mycelium, everything is soil. So therefore, like so, DMT, changa, like the bark, whatever, comes from a pretty sure it comes from a tree that is rooted in soil, aka mycelium. So it is all the same stuff. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. I guess the question is, where does it take its path to be what it's going to be? Besides, you know what I mean? Like,
0: it's just it's crazy. So literally. In, in our podcast, we did the short version with uh, stamens and mushrooms and kind of that. If you guys haven't seen it, the fantastic fungi, fungi, fungi whatever you want to call it, on mm. Netflix is insane. Okay, like yeah. they literally talk about how trees do know their offspring. So like mm. a tree can know which <laughs> seedlings are its and underground, mm. they will use mycelium and fungus to send nutrients to oh other my God. trees.
1: That's right. That's right. I, do, like, I got. I'm like, halfway through it, but I remember that. Dude, remember. You're,
0: you're, I'm sitting there. I'm like, what the
1: hell? And this they'll is send done it specifically chemistry. to. They'll spe- They'll send that that specifically to their offspring too, not to like a different one.
0: If they're like, sick, they have a bacterial, it, bacterial infection. They can yeah. send chemistry through soil and mycelium to another tree that oh, kills yeah. it. And you're yes. like. It's and, nuts. and obviously, this took so long to figure out because it's all underground. And that, no, I mean, that's hard to figure out and study. Right. But mycelium, beside it being its own living organism, is used by vegetation and trees to transfer communication through a, actually like electromagnetic type of shit and chemistry. And I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, um,
1: there's a lot of. Yeah. they Yeah. It's.
0: So that's like everything is is one thing. And I feel like when you trip shrimp, you like you're the mycelium and you're in the middle and you're like, dude, I'm bringing nutrients and electromagnetic forces to the trees around me. I am the trees. That's why people are like freaked out. And then they're like, you know, less violent afterward.
2: (laughs) I am.
1: I am the earth. I am you. But you know what? That's a really interesting thing. It's actually the same thing that religion, if you really go to the base of it propagates too, is that. I am God and you are God and my other brothers and sisters of the world are God and everything is God as well. Like life, basically you can exchange life for God and it right. kind of means the same thing. Like life is God, God is life. So if you, if you viewed everyone through the lens of God's eyes, there would be no hate and there. You would, you'd also be a part of that person, which technically we all are. If everyone was to die right now, we would fall into the soil and then Let's say that we'd be we, we recreated again would just be the same stuff, just literally just different.
0: Nothing is neither created nor destroyed. Mycelium right. breaks it down we're and
1: we're creates energy. It. Yeah. Uh, just, just a fact though, pretty cool here. <clears throat> In Brazil, they found a fossil of a mushroom that was fully intact and it was 1.4 billion years old. So get this. Stamets said we split from fungus 650 million years ago that humans did. So these fungal finds indicate that we stem from fungus. The oldest multicellular organism fossil today is actually a mycelium found in the lava rocks in South Africa. So mushrooms have had their form longer than humans have had theirs by over a billion years. That's nuts, (sighs) baby. That's nuts.
0: (sighs) We are so small. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know
0: what um, kind of ties into this too so world war ii we dropped the bomb right on japan nuclear right after that is when all the alien stuff started happening just throwing that out there so whoa whoa
1: whoa 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 i, it, I am, it ties
0: back to oh, it ties oh, oh, back
1: what? <laughs> what 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 alien stuff bro what are you talking about
0: um the alien stuff? I'm talking yeah. like UFOs being Area 51, the crash, Roswell. All of that happened. Like way more UFO Signing. activity started happening right after the use of nuclear bombs. Mm. What if they were like, huh? We got to make sure these monkeys
1: aren't going to kill themselves.
0: Yeah, I think they're like checking us out. And then... There's also, and it ties back because it goes all the way back to like past Egyptians where, and all over the world, where they have, you know, pictograms, pictograms, not pictograms, fucking hieroglyphics pictures of exactly what these UFOs (laughs) look like, exactly what the experience is. Also, pictures of mushrooms connecting us to the world, people trying to all over the world before Christianity tribes were using that as God to connect with earth. And this was like, I think from ancient aliens when they were talking about how they could have been told how to connect through what, with earth through like literally aliens being like, use this, this, and this, because it's really weird to have stories all over South America, all over Africa, all over Asia, All doing the same thing, by the Mm -hmm. way, tripping on Mm -hmm. shrooms, having some of the same stories and origins where it's like, oh, this is how we are all one. This is where we all relate. And that goes back to like the mycelium thing where it's like, what the fuck? Like, that's kind of weird to me. It's like that's like a huge overlap. And it it brings a lot of questions, which is why I'm glad we get to do some alien shit next week. But
1: yeah, yeah. that that was my tangent. Yeah, I was wondering how you connected. I was like, "How the fuck did this dude get mushrooms from that?" But then I got it when you said the, uh, the drawings and, um, and the yeah. stuff.
0: So, for example, they have—I uh, figure what they're called—and the word will come to me soon. But you know the giant pictures that are kind of carved into earth, facing yeah, the space. Yeah. yeah. Right. An whatever. Whatever. Those—they're yeah. all over the world, right? Why, dude? Half of them are fucking like mushrooms. You're, you're talking like, about what? crop crop
1: circles too, right?
0: um no i know what those are but it's different it's like in earth like it's literally made like cut oh, into yeah. the rock it's called uh it's as big as a crop circle or even bigger but yeah some of the earlier some of the earliest ones are in south america that we know about um yeah. facing space I
1: know, like the one that's in peru i think and i know what you're about it looks like it's like a human or it looks like a like a, like a
0: it's like a, a picture of the gods that they see yeah right
1: um I think people should know this just a lot less, because the Paul Stamets, I mean, all the ones we cover, guys, there's a reason we cover they the freaking awesome. But um, psilocybin, which is like the that's what magic mushrooms is. That's the official name of psilocybin. It, the, it promotes neurogenesis. I know I talked about this before with the Alzheimer's stuff and the anti-aging, but psilocybin taking magic mushrooms. And if you don't want to take a good dose and get like fucked up, because that's I, I'm too scared of that. I don't have the brain for it, but I, I do microdose. Um, you can actually have more, uh, neuropathy, uh, more neurotransmitters firing off and grow more neurotransmitters in your brain. AKA this can help with Alzheimer's, uh, CTE, depression, other illnesses. Um, and Stamets believes that if you stack vitamin uh, D3, niacin, psilocybin, um, that would be the most beneficial combination for promoting the, the most like mental acuity, health, and, and, um. Like it has
0: Do you have anyone in your family that
1: has suffered with Alzheimer's? Uh, my grandmother died of dementia. Uh dementia, dimension. She died. She died of dementia. <laughs> she dimensions. died and
0: went into another
1: dimension. <laughs> she she tripped balls so hard. She Dr. Strange, that. bro. My grandmother, <laughs> my grandmother wore. That's where they got the idea for strange. Uh, was my grandmother. So we don't know where she is at currently. We would suspect uh, a different no but
0: imagine if you were just sitting there with somebody and you're like all right let's trip some shrooms," and, and they, they just ate so much they just bleeped into another dimension and they're gone forever
1: <laughs> okay what, what's scarier that happening or you going to the other dimension because for me it's the latter i i would be like if if they left and they, like and they just never came back i could i could just be like okay i had a really stressful day you know my friend <laughs> like, went
0: to another dimension <laughs>
1: I mean, they're gone. I don't know where they went, but at least well, I'm not in another. Because my worst fear, I, I think, I don't know if you know this. My worst fear is that at any given moment, this all goes and I'm unplugged from the matrix. And I'm I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, I've never been this human and I'm somewhere, I'm like something else and somewhere else. And it's all different. It's all. Yeah. You know? I think
0: that's a, a, a great fear for all. My greatest fear so my my grandma my mom was adopted so I'm not related <laughs> bloodline wise right but my grandmother yep. suffered from alzheimers and i saw this happen over many years that became my biggest fear was losing my own mind like yep. Yep. which it yep. would That's be my the second same, biggest fear which was kind of related to like waking up and you're in the matrix like losing control of your own mind it makes the whole my whole life pointless it's like why the fuck i just do all that if i'm gonna forget it all and lose my mind anyway so anything that promotes neurogenesis which by the way is more neural connections your brain you are just literally firing faster i'm all for it like i want to keep that like really healthy um but going back to shit we don't know if we're in the matrix or not like, how do you figure that out? And odds are odds are higher that we are a, uh, (laughs) it's a higher odds that we are the simulation versus we are the people who create the simulation.
1: I, so the, what, what? (laughs) didn't Elon Musk say that, that it was higher odds that we're in the simulation than we're going to create it. Yes.
0: That was an interview with like some Indian dude on TV.
1: I do. Okay. I I do wonder how the fuck he calculated that. Like what, what factors went into that? Did you watch the whole, Oh,
0: okay. I'll I'll tell you. So it's like, if we are in the simulation, right. That it keeps creating itself. So for example, for the first ones to create the simulation for other people inside that simulation, people would create it again and again, and again, and again, and again, and it keeps going forever, like with technology. And the odds are higher that we're in it versus being the first to create it. Being the first species, the first organism in all of the universe to come up with it, it's just mind-bogglingly easier to be in it than to create it, be that advanced to create it.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on the other one so I don't go crazy and that we are right. the ones that, that will create it.
0: Yeah, I hope so. Um
1: because um, wouldn't it be like like okay, if I am the one creating the simulation. I I have literally had days where I didn't leave my bed. So if, if I'm someone who's watching this, why the fuck would I have something so boring? Just be like like who is playing me or who's like who's watching this unfold uh, cuz it's like hey man I mean he does some cool stuff sometimes but like I what don't, I don't think, fun of
0: think about it like actually matrix style where it's not somebody watching it's just, like, keeping your brain busy. Oh, uh, for, like, farming? For possibly, yeah, for, like, farming of the energy that your whole body is creating. But they need to keep your mind busy so that, you know, you stay there and yeah. don't, like,
1: leave. Yeah. Um. Well, they did an amazing job. Like, I mean, this is so real. Like, Louie, I look over at my dog. I fucking love him, dude. He gives, like, real feeling kisses (laughs) and and right now chemically with some with video games
0: and virtual reality you chemically release more of the feel real chemicals inside these games now we you know that they're not real because you're like I'm playing a game right now but at some point that that won't exist anymore like you would like we can't tell what's real or not but what's even worse is like what's not real is more exciting than what is because it and, stimulates and to, a, you way more.
1: You're like, yeah. fuck this.
0: Yeah. And I've done that before. I mean, I do that all the time. I'm like, I don't want to
1: do this. To wrap, wanna, to, yeah. Not to, not to, and I was going to say wrap this up, not to wrap this up, to call back. What makes you want to go into a non reality more is when you can't discern the truth from the non truth in the real world, too. So going back to where there's no, I don't know what's real information, right? And in like the news. Like the, this has also been like, no, no one trusts the government. we already talked talk about that, but there was another study where it was like, do, like how, how reliable or how much do you believe the information that you're given is true? And it was like around the same statistic. It was like 80% of people are like, this is, I have no idea if it is right. So I think this is where it's leading to. If you can't tell what's truth already in this world, that just is a confounding factor of why you'd rather just go to one that's completely not truth anyway. So you're just like fuck it, you know. I'm going to be in this one, and at least in this one, I can live out a, even though it's not reality, I can live out like a fantasy that is true to that nature, you know.
0: Think about the people who already think that way. They're like, this isn't real. I'm going balls to the wall and go fuck. I mean, those are some of the most successful people we got.
1: If if this wasn't real and you it, you confirmed it, what would you go do? It wasn't real. If you, yeah, you you got a glimpse. Knew it. Yeah, you got a glimpse into the fucking, you realize matrix. that you've been, yeah, you got a glimpse into the Matrix, you realize that you've been plugged in. I, I would, I would go do some nutso shit. I, I would <sighs> be robbing banks. I'd be uh, merking people. I would just be like, well, the thing is, if you do that, then in the not real space, you'd be a not real prison <laughs>
0: or not real dead. <laughs> like, for example, let's say you got an adrenaline rush to rob some banks. Cool it's yeah, not I guess like the 50s. you would get caught pretty quick.
1: I mean, no, I guess so what I would do is just like off myself at the end and then go and to then the what? Go to I the, don't know. Nowhere. If I well, it depends on depends on what was going on on the other side. If the matrix was all right, you know.
2: <laughs> oh.
1: Dude, that would be the worst existence ever because then what? You're just basically living in this life knowing that it's fake that eventually when you die you're going to wake up in that other thing then like uh, oh man i just like that that like i said worst fear ever like i
0: would have fun with it it's like so the only reason i'm excited about virtual reality metaverse stuff is for gaming i have no interest in like living in an alternate like virtual reality space like cool i'm sure some people do i'm on the competitive side like if i can plug in and use my whole body to play a game and fuck people up, that makes me feel good. It's like playing yeah. airsoft or paintball. Like, that's the feeling you get. You're like, ha hey, hey, I just shot all these people. Like, I didn't die. Yeah. Like, you feel kind of good. You know what I mean? You bring it yeah, back yeah. To, to tribal space hunting shit. Right. Um. So I don't understand the excitement of, instead of waking up in real life eating and doing, like, a real job, you like, I'm going to plug into this virtual. Yeah, You don't understand that? Do the you the same thing. Like, it's going to really be the
1: same. Like, you don't understand it? Um, imagine like, like if it's if, if it was 1% better than this reality, you don't understand, like, and that's what it's going to be. How like, would it why
0: be 1% you- better? We can't re eat virtual food, bro.
1: No, like, but, but what if like there? What if there was just an element where you could float? that just that one element you're in there and you can just <laughs> float, you can float around people would like, that's 1% better.
2: <laughs> or, well, you or, can fly
0: or, around. Right. You, well, we know yeah. that you can teleport. You can go to one space on the other side of the world.
1: Right. So, so like, there you go. You know? So for me, it's like, but you can't eat, but what if you, you know, eventually they get to the point where it's like, you, you do, you get like a haptic suit and when you, you, you're, you're like acting like you're chewing a burger. And then it gives you the sensations of like taste taste, flavor buds or what the fuck ever and you're like "Mm, burger all i'm saying is that i know that's a while away or maybe it's not i don't know how fast this stuff can advance but i totally understand it um i don't know like, like I, mean, I said, it, I'm, I'm on the competitive side i'm on the
0: gaming side of it not the living like i just don't i'll, I'll like, say people this people like porn is... better cool but if you're sitting yeah. there right there and you got a choice real sex or porn yeah
1: pick one Well, like, right now like, like, what's like, happening until like, of course right now real sex go, but i'm exactly. saying how real is it in the metaverse because if it's that okay imagine that it's as real and feels as good and you get to choose any girl or multiple girls in the metaverse you can have like hey all right megan fox you're up scarlett johansson come over and it's you know what i'm saying like if that it's can better, be
0: kind of cloudy yeah i get what you're saying
1: like so i have come to terms with this i i was uh on my la- on our last podcast, I was like, I'm fine against it. It's the resistance. I think we should be humans. I'm getting to the point where I'm like, you know what? I only get one of these things. Whatever makes me happiest. <laughs> Fuck it. If I'm going to live in the metaverse and just be happier, then why, like, why wouldn't I? Like if I, you know, as far as I know, I only get one of these lives. Like I just want to be. It's going to be
0: and. It, I'm telling you right now in our generation, the, our lifespan, <laughs> which we probably are going to live a little bit longer. Um, hopefully we don't die from some accident, but it's like, I bet you, there's going to be some things that are more fun in the metaverse for us. And then there's still going to be some things that are more fun in real life for us.
1: Yeah. But see, here's another thing about the metaverse that is very, very seductive into why you should get, why you'll, why more people want to do it. You can't die. So like, you if you restart. want to go, yeah, if you want to go bungee jumping in the metaverse, you don't, you, you run no risk of death, but all the same, uh, benefits kind of. of excitement it, it, if they get if it gets that real kind of i don't
0: know the fear of death is also very much a reason to feel good so for example if you're That's like we're gonna go hunting on like a crazy mountain for a fucking elk right mm-hmm. um and freezing temperatures like part mm-hmm. of the excitement is that the environment and you might die you could die and yeah you don't.
1: I, I, I'm, I'm with him
0: i mean that makes you feel more alive than anything Yeah, I mean, right now people get so bored that they do crazy shit because they don't have that adrenaline rush. And I feel like sometimes when it comes to weather, temperature and like food, I I feel like the metaverse, I I don't think it can deliver on those ones. Like how do you make a, I mean, maybe you can when you plug it into your actual brain, but it's like, how can you put yourself in a freezing or high temperature atmosphere with like a goal that matches real life? Because if In, somebody uh, was like, yo, let's go hunt lions, I know that's yeah. like super illegal, but I'd be kind of fired up.
1: <laughs> or, you know, like, like the Matrix, so if it is connected to your brainstem and you're getting eaten by a lion, then the metaverse could actually have the same real life yeah, uh, consequences, yeah. right? Because your brain will kill you if, you know, because it's like, it, you know, yeah, that, if, would, if, that would suck. Yeah, so
2: there,
1: how many years do you think it's going to be? Because like, I know Zuckerberg's top priority right now is meta. I mean, he literally named his company that, and it's like doing that. How many years do you think it's going to be until it's like, uh, okay, how about this? Let's, let's go than- in steps. Let's go in steps. How many years do you think it's going to be until um, we're doing full bodysuit video games in it? And then I'll go another one. We
0: already have some actual uh, suits that you can wear. They vibrate in certain locations based on where you get shot, right? I think like full suit full interaction because they yeah. actually already use these in training programs. That's already happening. I've seen it. Okay. Um, but I, I mean to the public and it's like, you know, pub- Hey,
1: Hey, Hey, did you get the new meta one? Did you get the new meta two? Like, what, you know? It's
0: going to be expensive. I think within three years, the public can buy that stuff and it'll be okay. expensive. Right. Okay. I think in, in 10 years that stuff will be way cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, If something bad, obviously catastrophic doesn't happen, I think we're looking at in the next 10 years, we will have access to a lot of the stuff we're talking about. I just don't know if it will be available to the public, even if it does exist, where it's like brainstem augmentation type of plug-in type of shit. Also, another way to look at it is with altered carbon, the stacks that they use that are in the back Uh of your neck. Yeah. I think that is actually easier to grasp than plugging yourself into a game. It's like like just saving your consciousness? Saving your active consciousness and then plugging yourself into a computer or an augmented reality, I think is actually way more, I think that's way more closer to like how it would actually work than you physically going everywhere. But the thing that's scary is if you download your consciousness somewhere, then it's like, how do you know that you still know that was you and here's what's even <laughs> here's even another here's up.
1: another scary one if someone can duplicate your consciousness always and then put you in places that are basically like virtual hells and forever your consciousness is like in there like good lord it's it's literally like
0: a, eternal happening yeah an altered carbon they copied his consciousness didn't tell him about it i mean yeah but that was like way 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 the future and people are living forever so it's just different um it it, it combined two of
1: our dystopias
0: (laughs) there is a yeah there is a ted talk on like i i could just see that downloading consciousness making it an easier step to get into where it's like an actual real virtual game because it's like then you you can then like a computer you can put yourself there versus like you're getting plugged into something when you know it's not real
2: i just
1: uh it seems like a, I mean, part of me goes, it seems like a lonely world. Like, because because I'm now imagining, all right, you're in the meta, right? But then you get to choose from, like, let's just say it's 10 years from now. You get to choose from, like, 100 different realities in the meta. And it's like, hey, which reality are you in? You want to go into this one? You want to go into this one together? But, like, I don't know. And then if you're ever if you not fully immersed in it and you unplug, it's like no one is hanging out with each other. It's just everyone's just.
0: Have you seen that TV show where it's When You Die? You you basically before you die, you pay a company to download your consciousness into an afterlife, and you get to pick your heaven, and it's based off how much money you have.
1: Is this is this a real company? It's or is this it, a show? It's,
0: it's a show about a company that does this. Okay, so, like, I was about to say there, there's no crash. way this shit. It's like
1: insurance. Like... It's
0: like earlier in your life, you're like, hey, this is my afterlife. I want to be at this resort, this place. That'll be. When I die, and this guy gets saw, a car crash, oh, he I started dies. watching
1: that. I started watching that on Amazon Prime, right?
0: Yes, and he has yes. a computer girl that talks to him and like guides him through yes. his afterlife. I haven't watched yes. the whole thing, but dude, that would happen before the video game thing. Yeah, and if they actually have that, people will be out of fear of like heaven or yeah. not heaven or, or whatever the hell that people think. Either way, yeah. they would just be like, "Oh, I'll just download my consciousness." Then, but then again, how do you know that? it's not just a copy of your consciousness and not actually you. So like yep. a copy, which isn't yep. you, is just, it, it thinks like you is in this yeah. weird heaven that you paid for. And then you and maybe, would actually go to heaven or hell or, or an afterlife, whatever really happens. Yeah. Anyways, I don't, it's just like, how do you prove that?
1: I would, because I'm so, I'd be so scared that someone would put my consciousness in like a hell. I just would be like, look, I'm, I'm out. I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. Just like- leave, leave me dead um you've been dead before we don't remember shit Do you remember before you were born nope nope we were dead already like well you know what's weird about that do you remember that thing we did up in um pigeon forge with ray like that thing and it was the uh remember it was like you're talking
0: about the whole yeah when we were like there in a cabin and we had that whole like uh, introspective nlp training yes
1: yes Uh, Yeah. Uh, What does that stand for? Is it NLP? Neuro Linguistic Programming. Programming. Yeah. And one of the things he said uh, when we were doing the thing was like, okay, go, um, go back to a trauma. It could be in the past life. He did say that it could be, you know, present or it could be in the future. And like, my thing was like, I kept on like, and now maybe it's just because I have a vivid imagination, but I kept on going back to this time where I was like a warrior in like a battlefield. um, Like I was like a, a Scottish or Irish warrior or whatever in a battlefield and then like got like fucked up. <laughs> right. Um, but I kept on like, a, it's like I felt it, I felt it. So like, do I remember my past life? I don't know. I guess maybe a little like, but or or is that my imagination is playing tricks on me? Cause I like, maybe I watched Braveheart recently. I don't know.
0: <laughs> or is it genetic? So for my, my question is, so we know that trauma can be passed down uh, genetically, where it's like you know your whole family line has like these traumas that are like kind of built in you. It's like the scratches on the records, like your DNA, and then the scratches. And my question is, like, let's say that your past, um, I guess your your uh, family tree, part of your family yeah. tree, was in a war, and someone did get fucked up. Well, obviously that happened because they're dead now. But I'm just saying, like, how would it's like, would you have to have a kid after you were fucked up and healed and then you have a kid and then mm-hmm. that trauma you passed down? Right. Because like, what if, you know, that memory you're talking about is actually they already had a child and that child was your great, 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 great grandfather, whatever. And then they went on to a war and never came back because they got totally fucked. Right. It's like, that's a question I have. Or would oh, you have right, to have right. a? or would you have to go to war, live through that, get those yeah. scratches on your yeah. on your history, right. then have a kid and then share those stories and seems, then it's passed seems, down. Seems
1: like the, the second one.
0: Right. It have to be because right, for but- me, when I've done some long Wim Hof breathing and stuff, you, you said like warrior <laughs> stuff, I, I want to look into this, but mine is starvation, famine. And I'm, like, Nordic as fuck. And I was like, dude, like, a lot of people in my hereditary, like, DNA tree left North Ireland during the famine, which, like, millions of people died, and they went over to, like, the north part of America.
1: I was about to say, I'm Irish, and you're, like, the Viking. Shouldn't we be having opposite dreams? (laughs) You should be the warrior on the field, and I should be the one starving from potato, black potatoes. Right. Well, it's, it's.
0: Yeah, it's Nordic and Irish is what I am. Over fifty percent of my DNA is that, and then I got two oh. percent of uh, Neanderthal up in there. So
1: nice. I'm three percent Ghanaian. I've said that so many times. Yeah, you're part black, bro. So cool. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm three percent Ghanaian, baby. That's it's really weird for how white I am. I mean, other people do not have that much African American, and then that look like I me. don't get how I'm so Nordic, <laughs>
0: but like looking at our computer screens, I have like an olive. Skin tone. You are white. I'm pasty, baby. I'm like, like I. I don't understand how there is nothing that is like south of like fucking Ireland in my bloodline, and I'm like yeah. an olive colored. It looks like it looks like part of my tree is like Native American. I don't know, but you it's got a, not. You I've got a filter it. on right now? No.
1: Yeah, you do. You do look a little olive. You look a little. I've always been. I... My dad's like almost red. Huh. Well, I had, I do have some Cherokee Indian in me, but I you know, thought I
0: did. I was told that until I did the DNA test, and I was like, nope. I was like, well, I've been lied to my whole life.
1: I was told <laughs> I was a third Cherokee Indian. That yeah, was a, I was
0: that told my grandfather was a my great grandfather was, was, a, my great-grandfather was a Cherokee Indian. I was like,
1: cool. <laughs> so, so I I do have Cherokee Indian in me, but not even close to a third. Also, I was told I was I was told my entire life I'm Irish, Panamanian, and Cherokee Indian. Turns out I am very Irish. Got like a tiny bit of Cherokee, absolutely no Panamanian.
0: You mean you need like, to go to Ireland and party it up, bro? I felt oh, like dude. such at home when I was there.
1: When I was in uh, Italy, I um, hung out with these two really, really down to earth, cool, fucking hilarious girls, and they're from Ireland. And they said I could come anytime. And I said, All right, I will do it. Hey, let's go.
0: I'll fix my passport, but I want to go to Ireland, Germany. I felt like at home. Ireland, I felt I could live, I could live all up there. I was just like, dude, this is awesome. And also
1: everyone looked like me. So I was like, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) They really did. I was like, so impressed, but uh, I would um, fit right in. I mean, look at me. I got green eyes, white as shit, dark hair. I mean,
0: I have memories of, of, and this goes back to what we're talking about. I don't, I I feel like (sighs) my brother has a bunch of like Viking tattoos now and he's like taking on the whole like We're Vikings type of of living but mine is like starvation like hunger uh freaking out needing to take care of somebody escape run hunt i don't know why the fuck it goes there but something is got some of my dreams and weird shit like that has come up with some of those exercises that you're talking about with ray and then on my own with like windpipe breathing and just like straight up nightmares and shit my biggest fear besides losing my mind is starving to death is it really? Dude, yeah, that would suck. I get, I get pissed after like a, about six hours of eating, man.
1: I, um, you know what is a reoccurring dream for me? And it's uh, this one, this one has happened. Like, so that thing with Ray, that's kind of like a one or two off. I've had like that vision of me on like a, like, or like my ancestor on a battlefield and getting like stabbed with like a spear or some shit like twice. But this, what I'm about to say has happened a lot. Um, I wake up in the middle of the night and I look above me, and there's like a my hand size spider, fuck, like coming down from a a, a silk. You know, it's it's a what do you call it? Like their web. There, well, it's like when it's not when it's just coming, from, like they're not on their web, but it's just is it? What do you call that? Like just their silk. Like web is like the th- web that they make, but when they're just uh, coming,
0: like you're saying, like like it's it's not
1: silk. Um, it's wow. their spider, spider silk, it. spider, spider silk. stuff yeah whatever There's spider silk and it's coming down and it's right above me and like i can't tell you every time i go fuck and i swat it and i'm like there's nothing like i'm it's so real that i i have on multiple occasions got out of my bed of course turned on the lights looked for it and then it's happened so many times to th- at this point i'm like i'm pretty sure this is like an illusion but dude It's, it's like, it's like, I'll wake up, I'll blink, I'll blink again. And it's still there. Like it's some crazy, like your great, great, great,
0: great grandparent (laughs) must've actually woken up with a fat ass spider and it just scarred them so deeply that their DNA got fucked.
1: Another, another way to look at this. I've looked this up because it's happened so many times is if you see apparently, and this is according to some, I looked at like four websites if you see a bunch of spiders in your dreams, you have some, like some unresolved uh, like issue, like you have a, uh, you, you, there's something about it, meaning like you need to um, what do they say? Like uh, spiders are kind of like hiding a lot of times and they, they'll like, they'll nest up. So it's like entangled, like they, they, they tangle stuff up. So it's like, you have things that you need to like untangle in your life. So if you're constantly seeing spiders, it's like something that they, it's, that's what it said a lot. It's like you got to like... That's okay. I mean, you're pretty tangled up. I'm tangled up, man. <laughs> um, wow. Fuck. I wonder if the audience listening to this is just like, all right, now time for a different podcast. <laughs>
0: Probably, but who cares? Um, yeah. the, the cool thing about this is so a lot of the podcasts we cover, they only have one outsource. So like we cover a lot of JRE stuff, but JRE, Joe Rogan is exclusive to Spotify, right? right? Spotify is not in China. It's not in a lot. It's not in certain places. And we have like 18 platforms or we can get out small blurbs like everywhere, um, which is really, really cool. And also um, I'm excited to differ away from just covering podcasts, but like we're going to cover that alien document next week. We can yeah. even go to documentaries and we can break down anything in like 15 minutes that is, uh, first of all, that is interest to us, right? Because right. then we're excited to do it. And then people can, you know, hear about it when they drive it and stuff too. It also yeah. helps us learn. I think people just think we're doing it for other people. It's like, you are doing this for us too. Like re- like listening to it, writing it down and then saying it helps us remember so much more of that content that that's why I'm doing it anyways. Yeah, um, I, want, I like to know that stuff. And the second thing is if somebody doesn't have the time for three or four hours or to do all that, it's like, dude, just learn some shit we'll real help. quick. Find out you what's will. out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so um,
1: it makes you feel good. So here's, here's a fact for Wim, for Wim Hof, who we covered. Uh, Wim Hof, you don't know who he is. He's a uh, motivational – he's a Dutch motivational speaker. He's known as the Ice Man. He's beaten like 26 world records for doing stuff with ice, um, like prolonged body contact with ice. He held like a record for barefoot half marathon in ice and snow. Um, He has like the Wim Hof method, which is a breathing technique that is really good for anxiety and depression and overall energy and focus. Um, 95% of autoimmune diseases are caused by acidity long-term in your body. Um, So caused by any stress, mental stress, diet, you know, all these different things. Um, Anything not dealt with will be stored in the body. A good way to help with that is cold exposure and Wim Hof breathing. When you do Wim Hof breathing, it actually turns your acidity in your body um, to more um, alkaline alkaline thank you which pretty cool baby that's pretty cool Wim Hof by the way go check it out on YouTube there's an 11 minute video you can do like the 30 minute session but I do the 11 minute one like quite often super helpful super you know uh, I would say
0: do it a lot. Get to the 30-minute breathing exercises. That's when you can actually trip balls. So just throwing that out there. You can get, as, as I was learning, it was like you can get higher in your own supply. And when you get to where your breath holds, so like with retention, you know how you like retain your breath. Um, yeah. I got mine to four minutes like the other day. I was like, that's a long time to hold your breath, Pretty right? Cool, I dude. never would imagine that. Like, that's that's insane to me. But if you do enough of these breathing exercises and then you do a long retention, you have so much oxygen in your body, you don't need to breathe. But yeah. four minutes of silence, listening to your own brain mm-hmm. is trippy. Mm.
2: Mm. Yeah, like, I need
1: to do some more
0: Wim Hof. That's, my, my, even if you're not holding your breath, But if you're just sit there in silence for four minutes and just listen to what you think, it's actually really fucking weird. You you get real deep, but holding your breath in retention when your brain has so much oxygen in it and it is working so fast for you, then you get to just sit there and listen. That's like a 30 minute Wim Hof session when you are in retention that long. And I don't think people do. It's It's like somebody saying oh yeah you know i don't drink because i got drunk one time and it's like you drink three beers like you don't know what it's like to be drunk or it's like oh you know you've never ate enough shrooms you didn't have the right dose you didn't smoke enough you didn't have the right dosage it's the same thing with wim hop breathing where it's like you, you didn't get a long enough retention you didn't get enough of oxygen in your brain like you didn't get to the what we're talking about the feeling it's hard to explain a feeling unless you do it though right so you know? that's what I would promote and I've seen it a lot where people are like, "Oh yeah I did it a couple times and I'm like yeah but like you didn't do enough it's like you don't it's like, yeah you, you
1: gotta yeah.
2: you
1: gotta commit you gotta do it more um, Wim Hof also promotes um, the vaccines he says you should get one uh, every, every week and you should inject it in your babies too and that's brought to you by Pfizer <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Oh, I just, I'm just having fun. I'm just having fun. No, Wim Hof
0: literally was like, injecting me with E. coli, and I will breathe the shit out of my body. And then he did it. So he so, so as you guys can imagine, he didn't give not give two shits about COVID.
1: What he just said was I said is actually it's true. So check this out. This is the big chewy we covered. There was 12 people, including Wim Hof, who got an E. coli injection. Um, and this like changed scientific literature. Um, they basically, the study showed that the breathing capabilities doing the Wim Hof has the capabilities to affect immunology responses in the body. So he didn't like all the other people got not him and the 12 people that they, they did the technique with, they didn't get any fever, chills, like headaches, nothing. And all the other people that they injected, like 240 other people, they did all get like the effects of the E. coli. So his methods, like basically kind of proved mind over matter, if you want to simplify it. But definitely, cold exposure and Wim Hof, ther- you know, Wim Hof techniques can literally affect immunology responses in the body, which is insane. That's Imagine crazy. Just
0: telling your immune system attack that
1: shit, get that out of my body, and, it, and then and you're it just like, does. it works. Another thing that he did, this is pretty cool. He um, changed, so he was like on live TV. He this this was not like announced to him beforehand. He changed the temperature in his hand 12 degrees warmer in 60 seconds on live TV. Um, it was measured by a thermal camera. And like he was asked to do that live. He didn't know if he could do it, nor do he have time to prepare for it. But he changed his hand 12 degrees warmer by basically like telling it in his mind. <laughs> <laughs> he like, didn't know he s- could
0: do it either, which was pretty funny. He's like, I don't know. Let's find out. And <laughs> he just tried. Yeah. And then he um, did it. <clears throat> yeah. I think that's, it's just really cool that, you know, finally, because people see people do things like that and they're like, it's just him, right? It's just that right. person. They're like a superhuman, but he's been able to coach and teach other people pretty easily. And it's just through uh, your breath and like oxygenizing well, your body. And cold, and cold therapy. Cold therapy, which is really interesting. So I have a back issue right now and um, I have to do like ice sessions <laughs> on my lower back. And to fix this shit after I get adjustments and it's like, well, no wonder full body ice exposure does so many wonders for your body too. Yeah. Um, and it got me thinking about that. And I was also wondering why, and it's like exercise for your vascular system for the full body. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, your, your veins expand and they get more yep. blood everywhere and they're not used to. And it's kind of like a workout for your vascular system. And if your vascular system Is really really fit. That's how you get to live longer, and because you get more nutrients to your muscles, is how you get bigger too. It's how you get stronger faster and and breathe easier.
1: Yeah, Um, yeah. I I take a. By the way, I take a Scottish shower every day. So every time I take a a shower, I start hot and then I go cold at the end. And then I looked this up. The way you get the cold shower benefits is you have to be in there for at least. 60 to 120 seconds so basically a minute or longer which i do and i count it out i count out 60 seconds uh six seconds every time how cold is your shower get? is it like ice ice or is it like it gets cold know. as shit and, and what's cool is like during the winter it gets even colder of course you know um just yeah. because it's naturally like outside it's colder and the pipes are affected or whatever but um
0: i definitely don't do that every single time i do it kind of randomly mm-hmm. i'll just be like fuck it i'll just go cold and i'll just be like
2: let's go
0: but it's not it, every day. I have done that for a month straight, where I was doing it. Um, I had I was doing like a challenge, and I was doing it longer than a minute, and any, and I was going longer and longer. But
1: out of all the habits that like I've had, you know, I've tried to keep in my life, that one is actually the one that um, that stuck. Like I, that one has become. I, I do it so much that it's become second nature. So that's every time I take one now, I just
2: uh, yeah, I. Just I, do. I uh, yeah,
1: I do it. I just go I over. will
0: say that if you Wim Hof breathe before you get mm-hmm. in the shower and then during the cold, you can do it for a massively longer time. It's insane. Oh yeah, I bet a minute. Um, yeah.
1: Just so everyone knows, like there's I'm looking up a this I, I read this article, the, the benefits of like cold uh, exposure speeds up recovery of your muscles. Um, it drains the lymphatic system. Um, so basically that carry that's the, the the stuff that carries the waste from your cells. It improves your hair and your skin. improves improves your blood circulation, boosts your immune system, helps in weight loss, increases alertness, um, uh, improves emotional resilience, and reduces stress. Uh, and it's been known to help with depression too, because it kind of like shocks you out of your out of your uh, thoughts, which is nice. So, <clears throat> so anyway, Wim Hof is a big deal, and so is cold cold uh, cold therapy, like cold exposure. Just like going showers. back to like
0: our ancestors real fears remember three people ago (laughs) right um it's like big shit so it's like bringing back the fear of like you're gonna get eaten by a tiger or another tribe is gonna like spear you right like that type of fear which existed way longer than what's going on now i think is what we're used to and if you don't get that adrenaline rush you're and then you know, that's when you get freaked out, like from driving. Um,
1: Yeah. You get just anxiety. like, like, th- yeah, anxiety like too
0: anxiety, much buildup like, build because you're not releasing these chemicals that your brain is preparing you for, for when a tiger jumps out, for when war is happening, like your body is built to get chemistry prepared for that stuff. And if you do not release it through cold therapy uh, heat therapy, shock therapy, um, massive adrenaline, working out. I do see like that's how people are. Like, mass of us are are so depressed, and it's like I had somebody asking me. I was running an interview yesterday uh, for a pro. I was hiring a carpenter, and um, he was like, "Yeah, why are you gonna?" He's like, "How do you have all this time in your hands? Why are you gonna be a firefighter too?" And I was like, "Dude, I need." I explained this. I was like, "I need an adrenaline rush. I need to be outside. I need to be fulfilled. I need to help people." I was like. That I will be me as a person. I know I was like, I'll be depressed as shit. If I'm not actively doing something that fits in that realm and a competitive nature being called upon as an action, like a warrior. Like if yeah. I don't have that, cause I was realizing my whole life growing up sports airsoft video games, like that type of like exposure to like was actually kept me sane. It was when I stopped doing those things that I got so depressed had so many issues, and it's like, what the fuck? And I was doing small things I didn't know I was doing. Um, so put that at the forefront, and he was like, "Oh shit!" Like that kind of makes sense. And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> like I was like, "It's not like I want to. It's like I need to. It's in my blood."
1: What you just said got me, uh, got me amped. I'm, I'm, uh, I w- I'm definitely gonna go work out. Uh, and I need to get that back in my life, which I've already scheduled, so that's good. I just now got to do it, but. I already walked the dogs this morning. I'm going to run. And then uh, I'm, I'm thinking about doing a, um, if you didn't, you know, like the five, like the five by five workout or whatever, it's like a, whatever, I'm not going to explain it. Cause it would take too long, but think about doing that or just kind of getting back into stuff with like some plyometrics, like ups, sit-ups and whatnot. But regardless, it's like, it's just, it's, it's one of the most important factors for longevity in life for anti-stress and for uh overall just well-being is exercise and it makes sense for everything you just said like
0: i don't yeah my dad got me. She was a like, call oh, did you work out i was like no he was like oh, blah, blah. my dad works out a lot and i was just like no but i was out on a mountain yesterday for about an hour and a half we have a lookout mountain over here where i live That's cool. i was making calls i was walking around out there like it was hot i dropped down and did some random push-ups like i i I have my own system to keep the adrenaline and to keep the awareness. I'm not going to tell anybody that, Oh, I work out like, but it's not like 24. That's just not me. I hate working out, but I do like that exposure outside. And like, I I know what can get me to those like feelings of like sanity again. And so I did that. And that sounds crazy to some people, but it's like, dude, I was outside yesterday for two hours on a mountain on an overlook Making some calls for work. I did do some random push-ups. I walked a lot. I got movement in. It was hot. Like, I mean, I wasn't in my car all day. Like there's just some things that if I don't get it out of my system, I know will lead to uh, depression later in the day for me as a, as a person. I don't I don't know what
1: it is for everybody, but you can learn that on your own too. For sure, for sure. So um let's talk about Robert Malone and I'm, I'm going to have you talk about him for a second because I'm drinking this gallon of water next to me and guess who's going to take a second piss me. Yeah, this is the, have, this is, you have, to, you have to pee too.
0: No, you're beating me to it. So I, uh, I drink, I did have a glass of water. I do that when I wake up for energy, but all I have is protein, um, some liquid Adderall, some brain fuel, And then I'll start drinking water after this podcast. So you're good to go. I'll go into Robert Malone, which kind of circles back to what we started with, with Peter McCullough. But
1: see everybody in a second, my babies.
0: (laughs) My computer shut down. And it was like, oh, no. So Robert Malone, um, we had to do this in two parts. And as we circle back to it, um, I, I think we covered really everything with the hospital incentives and really the censorship of it wasn't like the vaccine itself. It was. It looks like it's more pointing to pre-treatment. If if everyone is treated before hospitalization, there's less hospitalizations and less incentives. Which I think that's what the biggest silence is probably about um, overall. I did see on the news yesterday they still had the counter with what person of the population was vaxxed, which wasn't, and then all that kind of stuff. But from the big choose it with Dr. Malone, I mean, the first one was a $3,000 incentive for every death claimed, which that's insane. Um, the second one was, um, the underreporting of kids being glossed over in the media, the increase of heart attack issues, strokes in young men, um, the, it's just not reporting of the nag versus the pause, and you got to have informed. What is consent. it called? Yeah, you got to have informed consent, and that was kind of thrown out the window. But again, eighty percent of the U.S. is like, you know, the government's lying to us. So I feel like as a as a society, what we're seeing is not a reflection of how everyone's thinking. I think we're pretty much all on the same page there. Did
1: you talk about the Trusted News Initiative?
0: Um, no, uh, that is the one paragraph we can bring up. The trust and News initiative has been taken advantage of by Pfizer, uh, just throwing it out there. It was not yeah. meant to be, and it's ironic because it totally worked.
1: Yeah. Um, so, I didn't yeah, have that so to, pulled up. Uh, no, I'll talk about it. Yeah. So, uh, you need to know what the trust and News initiative is. It's a, um, an organization that ties together, big tech, big media, and now big pharma And it started as a, a, you know, a agency in service of the government and was built for the sole purpose of protecting democracy as a whole. So it was designed to protect voting integrity from the influence of like foreign countries that might use media campaigns and social media to spread false information and influence political outcomes. Shortly after it was created, Big Pharma became aware that they could utilize the TNI against anyone who spread information that caused vaccine hesitancy. Thus, the term anti-vaxxers became incredibly popular as a tool to easily label and disregard those who might have information or opinions not in support of the vaccine. Um, the rules were simple. Any information that led to vaccine hesitancy or was contrary to the official statements of the WHO or you know, other respective national health organizations was to be taken down or suppressed or deleted and what's crazy is uh, we mentioned this at the very beginning of the podcast. That's what happened to me and Zach on like our Instagrams on a simple, like stupid post about, uh, you know, COVID and censorship. Like it, it literally. So, so the trust
0: and it initiative was what allowed the WHO to have the COVID warning on, you know, our podcast and our post. Yeah. Yeah. But it's working against them because we were actually helping. Right.
1: Did you um, uh did we go over um like hospitals have financial incentives? That was what people? I
0: talked about when you're in the bathroom. I was I just went over as like, dude, like that's it's not like a promotion. What I mentioned was it's not a promotion of like hey, everyone get vaccinated, it's more so like stopping people from preventing sickness to get them in the hospital because the incentives mm-hmm. in the hospital and all that stuff. I, I feel like it's a way more leaning like censoring pre-treatment not so much everything else and then the doctors you spoke about about like dude these easy stuff you can do to to just like be healthy and that's why they got censored and that's why there's no commercials for like hey vitamin d
2: yeah (laughs) hey
1: exercise hey um hydroxychloroquine monoclonal antibodies ivermectin You'll, you'll
0: never see a commercial that's like somebody saying hey vitamin d exercise and water prevents this much sickness (laughs) like Um, it's percent like you'll never see that because then that's not money
1: um did you mention that dr robert malone was the guy who actually invented mrna vaccine like the the stuff okay well he did like the 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 patents that it's used to like um to administer to to administer he he invented it to administer Uh, and inject yeah. Also graduated from Harvard Medical School, and uh, I mean, he's one of the most qualified people in the world. He, he's um, he's been working on viral uh, technologies and a- antiviral like uh, vaccines since AIDS. Every, every single apart,
0: outbreak since AIDS. Every
1: happened. single outbreak since AIDS. And yet they're saying that he is a fringe doctor who is. Uh, well, basically, wrong. Everything he's saying is wrong. He's causing millions of deaths because of the spread of quote unquote misinformation. I don't even know the difference now. And you look it up. What's misinformation as opposed to disinformation? They keep this on
0: disinformation is like
1: misguided, and then disinformation is like nefarious. Not like true. they did it on purpose. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. But either misguided way, total- versus like purpose. I did it. Yeah, I did it on like with malicious intent um fuck that bullshit <laughs> <laughs> um which yeah it's like it's like the thing is
0: whoever's right like to be honest i don't really care i could argue any side that there is i love to argue and debate like i can argue any side all of it um yeah but it's like if dr malone and any is is censored but a somebody else who does not have expertise in that area some tech guy right yeah somebody who's told to censor him has no expertise in that area from nobody from nobody other doctors that are as esteemed as him will also self-censor which is bad that's really really bad yes yes. they just won't speak out about what's going on and then also if he's allowed to be silenced who else is going to be silenced too it's like if, if we can't hear from some of the top people well, who can, can we from? like, and who decides who we can get information from. The cool thing with podcasts is it's anybody, if you can go seek out the information, you can find it as long as yeah. you're in China or North, or North Korea, <laughs> but like, yeah. um, which is really cool. And now that we have that kind of market, if those podcasts didn't exist, they wouldn't be on YouTube. They would have been taken down. Right. Cause they did. Right. Um, that information probably wouldn't have gotten really far because all the articles that Dr. Malone posted, Peter McCullough posted, they were taken down. Like that stuff was
1: censored and only got out because of some of these podcast interviews. I'm going to plug his website because I think it's important. It's www.globalcovidsummit.org. There's 16,000 people, um, sorry, 16,000 like physicians and doctors, a part of that alliance and that, uh, that website. And it's yeah, all basically over the people- world all over the world, like fighting against this, this, like this censorship and this bullshit that's coming from.
0: It was already an organization before the whole COVID thing. And people were like, well, how does Dr. Malone us information from around the world? It's like, cause he runs an organization for pharmacy <laughs> for, uh, for over 16,000 physicians all over the world. And they share information to get better. So they're like, yeah, in China right now, here's what we're using. And, you know, this country and this country, this is where that's where he was getting. That's how they do these mass um, also trials and stuff like they have to communicate around the world. And he's in, he's the president of it. It's like, dude. Yeah. yeah. Um. Now that he's right or wrong, but it's like I kind of want to hear from the president of 16000 physicians all over the world. What kind of information gets sent to him? Yeah. Um, so that is scary. And I think the, the public now knows kind of like a little bit more what's going on. And I'm waiting for politics to catch up because it takes forever in the U.S. When's the law going to be passed for, uh, hey, you can't advertise pharmaceuticals? Yeah. I feel like that politician is going to get executed or murdered immediately after they say that. Um, if somebody does. I don't think anybody ever will, but I'm just telling I you right now that, I that's don't. the next there's assassination.
1: So, there's so much money in it. I just wonder... Like imagine if it did get through, you had just like this, you know, dark horse politician that was like playing the game was like, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. I'm going to keep it. No, don't worry. I'm going to keep this guy yeah. in office that way you can have it. And that way. And then he goes, I want to get rid of all pharmaceutical, whatever. And then everyone in America is like, yes. And we see the light and then we fucking do it and we get rid of it. And it's a brand new world. It would have uh, to play
0: the game. Um, mean, by the way, uh, uh, and I forget what podcast this is, and we can go into it. The guy who did the two documentaries on Kennedy, one was 20 years ago. And one was uh, earlier this year. That was the Joe Rogan one we did not cover. And I obviously, I forgot his name right now. But <laughs> Kennedy was assassinated, essentially, for speaking out against um, oh, yeah, FBI kind of... and hiding that information. And he was like weirded out about it. And yeah, he died, obviously. So it's like that's the next thing is with pharmaceuticals. Wait, who
1: died? Kennedy. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about the guy. I know that. I thought you were talking about the guy who wrote the book. Wasn't no, it like he, he's, done two on- doc-
0: he's done two documentaries. One was over 20 years ago on the Kennedy assassination. And one was more recently. And yeah, it, came, it comes down to the FBI because he wanted to, Kennedy wanted to not have the privacy of that kind of division in the government because it's too powerful. Because, the, mm. like, like, for example, the director of the FBI, and I'm just saying this, is going to be in power longer than a president yeah. of that division. And they'll have secrets. And they're not going to share that with any president for years and years and years and years and years. That was a problem with the whole UFO release just recently. And that was a problem after he was assassinated for, like, the next 40 years. Dude, you got
1: to send me the article on this uh, It's UFO. literally,
0: uh, yeah, it's, it's a Joe Rogan podcast. And it was um, what, what, do, what do, do I weeks ago.
1: What do I duck, duck, go here? I, I want to I know. bro.
0: It is... I just opened on my Spotify. Um, what's the guy's name who did the documentary? Just type in, like, biggest Elite Kennedy article? documentary. What did you say? Biggest what? Uh, Kennedy documentary. Or, like, recently released uh, Kennedy assassination documentary. Th- this has to do with aliens? It kind of ties together with... So, the AATP... Is it called, is it called
1: American Dynasties? well actually maybe
0: i don't know i listened to the guy talk for three hours who made the documentary i did not see the documentary (laughs) and he did the same one or not he didn't do the same one he covered the same stuff 20 years ago all right well you let me know
1: who that on rogan and i'll definitely take a look at it um what do you think about wrapping this thing up for our uh our sweet chickens listening
0: yeah dude that's totally we can wrap it up and um i'm glad that we got to speak a little bit more on on things a little more freely and uh, yeah. kind of take the time and again we are going to do this so we'll, we'll do nine episodes fast and four and a 15 style and then our 10th one is always going to be like a recap of those nine that we just did and we might have guests yeah those would be some solo ones on some guests um we, we won't might
1: have guests. We definitely are. We're, We're going to have guests at some point. And by the way, the guests will have like an expertise that, that he or she does. Um, and then like sp- spreads that. So people get informed in the podcast, which would be cool.
0: Yeah. And those will be long form. And then also we'll <clears throat> ask them about some of the episodes we did. You know what I mean? It's like we can talk we'll to somebody there. about some their expertise, but it's like I would like to ask somebody who's a. Expert in their field, also what they think about North Korea, and yeah. <laughs> they'll be like, Wait, I didn't know that. And you're like,
1: Well, <laughs> and if anyone listening employer. knows knows Joe Rogan personally, just know that it is my bucket list and life goal to get on his podcast. So if you want to, you know, connect me, that'd be cool. My Instagram is noah.reaves96, no big deal. Um, I'll give you my social, it's it's too fat. I'm just kidding. Um, What else do we tell people? Um, Definitely go follow us, share it, you know, if you like it. If you, by the way, we really would like some reviews. I want to know what you think. Do you like this style where it's a little bit longer? Because this is not, we're not going to edit this. When we put this out, this is what you get. Um, Let us know, like if you liked it, if you like kind of hearing us more long form, um, if you like the fast informative 15 style and what about it you'd like, what would you change about it? You know, we do listen to the whole podcast. We extensively go through take notes of the most important things, and then we relay it to you guys. Um, so is it a lot of information fast? Yeah, that's the point. But we'll, we'll let us know what, what, what you do and don't enjoy. Bro.
0: Um, Bro. On Spotify, search Joe Rogan right now. <clears throat> Nothing is coming up. Wait a minute now. Because I was looking for that podcast that you were like, yeah, where is this one with um, the Kennedy assassination stuff?
1: okay it's still
0: here it's still here
1: yeah i was about the same bro i was like dude this is crazy this Uh, guy taken down i was like bro i got it right here um all right so guys uh we love you we want you to listen to us we want to listen to you give us some feedback um there's not going to be any links in this one because it's all nine of the previous ones um and we'll we'll catch you next time are we going to put bloopers in this one zach if
0: we have any i don't even know if we messed up we're perfect
1: yeah Oh fuck it you know we might have some funny stuff at the end we might not but uh yeah i guess that's it we'll we'll see you later my
0: uh i i kept to i'm looking for something right now i have to go back and hit stop record but we'll we'll edit or not edit it no edits. we'll just end when it I, earlier no it's good
1: no goodbye my hippos um my chickens Dude, you gotta press stop record.
0: No, I can't, dude. I'm I'm looking for this shit. What shit? Why can't you just
2: press stop record? We're <laughs> gonna need to edit this because my screen.